It sounds like it sounds like an old guy who's just sat in a certain way that made him feel penis emotions again. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always, I am joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. I am also joined by the lustrious drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gents today? Hey, doing okay. It's been a little while since the last podcast, hasn't it? It has, but also that was the biggest Codex compliant that we've ever done and it was a anxiety-inducing nightmare. <laughs> So we need a little break. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But apart from apart from that stuff, I, I am I am doing okay. How are you, Matt? Yeah, good. I've been working less hard sit than you, so that's good. <laughs> I've been having a rest since the um, live last podcast, actually. So that took it, it out is. of me a bit. <laughs> I'm not used to live streaming. It's terrifying. You get used to it. It's <laughs> fine. How are you doing, Snipe? I'm doing all right. It's been a bit of a weird one the past couple of weeks, or however long it's been, months, whatever. I don't know anymore. But I'm doing okay. I'm doing better. It's okay. No, no one knows. It's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like talking to people in the shops, so it's like, I don't know what day it is. And I'm like, yeah, I was like long-term unemployed for a good while. This is like just me reliving it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, should we just get straight into it then? I guess we should, yeah. Yes, I suppose so. Wibble it. Everyone thought it, I didn't need to say it. <laughs> Ev- I have Pavloved the audience into just doing it for me. Oh, hey, wibble it. Hmm. What have you been up to, sweetie? Uh, aside from gritting my teeth, um... <laughs> A few things. So I have been playing some of those videoed games. That, oh, um, I hear they have them on computers now. Yeah, yeah, it's a new a new advancement. Um, and uh, the ones I played were all on computers, in fact. <gasps> wow, okay. Uh, the first one was uh, the new XCOM little spin-off game. Ooh, XCOM. Chimera nice. Squad. Yes, Chimera Squad. Um, now, for uh, reference, I have not really got into the XCOM series before. It's kind of a big thing to get into you know Mm. because like the games are these quite dense and long things and given the nature of them it's always been a bit intimidating uh mostly because i'm bad at video games and um (laughs) yeah they seem to like they require you to not be bad at video games occasionally so uh with intimidating you mean like lore wise or just gameplay wise gameplay it's it's like getting into wow after all this time kind of thing do you think i mean not not quite that that level um but just that there's a lot going a lot going off and the games are quite long and because you have like permanent death on characters uh certainly not the lore aliens come they do shoot bang we fight back (laughs) that's the that's the plot i don't know that seems a bit highbrow to me i don't know if i could get into that Uh, it is it is deeper than that XCOM fans i I do know don't worry um yeah there's also half alien half people that come in and do shoot bangs so yeah yeah they do um and that's that's a little bit about what uh chimera squad is about so it's set after xcom 2 um where basically the humans won um and 
it's the rebuilding of society afterwards after like the alien leaders have left but lots of the aliens are just left there and basically they're like well you know we were just doing what we, what we were what we were told or like controlled to do so we've just got to all work together and just make a life now and it's basically based around that kind of thing jolly cooperation hmm. um and you're playing as part of a squad that is made up of humans and aliens and hybrids that were created during the war um oh isn't like um there is a teammate you can get that's like five years old oh that's cherub yeah he's like one of the ones you start with yeah he's like he sounds adorable i love him. yeah um and unlike normal XCOM, you don't just have random characters that you can name and like change everything about change everything about you actually there's actually predefined characters in this one so it's a bit of a more smaller scale sort of thing. okay and you you go about uh, you go about like doing little missions in the typical kind of XCOM fair um solving um basically assassination of like i think they're the mayor um can't remember exactly what position they held offhand actually um a position of authority yeah and it's pretty good um it being this like smaller scale thing has sort of allowed me to learn how XCOM works without feeling so intimidated by it so once i've finished it because i mean it's still a fairly long thing i think i've played like over 10 hours of it and i've still i, I like i don't i think the end is in sight but i might also be wrong because, you know, <laughs> I, I've not looked up how, you know, where I am in the narrative, yeah. but it feels towards the end. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I can definitely recommend it if you've wanted to kind of get into XCOM, because I know it comes at the end, so like narratively you know what's happened. But then I, I don't feel that's sort of the point of XCOM. It's more about the minute to minute how you you get there more than the overarching narrative if you know what i mean yeah um so yeah that is quite good i've been enjoying it a lot um i also played um a couple of i did a couple of streams uh with some um other people in them uh, where i played some interesting games uh i played a game called house flipper is it about a dolphin that lives in a house it is not. <laughs> it should be. It's one of those games that when you describe it, you'll go, that sounds really boring. Um, and then you play it and you go, this is oddly satisfying. Um, it's like Euro Truck Simulator, but with a house. So you drive your house to different Bahnhofs. No. Because I would play that. <laughs> no, but but also on, on a fairly base level, you're not a million miles away. <laughs> okay. From from the Bahnhof or from my description of the house? From it being a simulator style game where you take oh, a mundane a mundane task. Okay. And you make a game out of it. Honey, honey, I play a lot of the Sims. You don't have to justify anything. <laughs> yeah, to so me. I So I did a stream uh with um Longfang and I was playing a bunch of jank video games. So Oh, I, wasn't it like called like the jank stream. It's something like that. It was fun. I liked the art you made for it. Um, and I just made a bunch of... Uh, I just like installed a bunch of games that I didn't think were going to be very good or were sort of like janky and I wanted to sort of give them an, another shot. And I threw um, House Flipper in there because it felt like it... You know, the sort of simulator games tend to fit in that kind of category. And then, I, and then playing it, I actually kind of got into it because the basic idea is you are given tasks to do in houses that are either like maintenance or um, cleaning or um, like decorating tasks. 
and you're just given this quite methodical kind of process to to deal with it so you know in early ones will just be you have to just clean up and it kind of looks like your character just goes in and eats everything i mean um, <laughs> isn't that what you do when you clean up and then you'll go in and you'll have to um, fit a radiator. And you so you go, you pull up your iPad, you buy the radiator off it, and you put it in place. And then you have to, like, you screw all the bits in into position. And it's just this very methodical, slow kind of process of, like, fitting all these things. And you just have to do, you know, it gets more and more elaborate. Like, you know, you have to paint walls and things. And you get... Um, I like how you were, like... Oh, yeah, you have to affix a radiator. And then it gets way more elaborate, like painting walls. And I'm like, no. I would paint a wall over affixing a radiator any day of the week. Those two, those two sentences were not meant to be read okay. as like... Because I was, I was sitting there going, I've laid carpet. And yeah. I would honestly, painting walls are the best things in the world. I, I could maybe say more sentences and give clarity to what I said. No, I think it works the way it is. Okay, okay. Mm. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, go for it. Anyway. Okay. Um, so you so you will do painting walls as well as doing the cleaning and the fitting of radiators, showers, sinks, um, redoing plugs, uh, and getting rid of like pests in the house. Actually, a really cool thing: um, the game has like cockroaches and things that you have to hoover up. Um, but, don't do that. But um, if it basically, when the first time you encounter this, before you actually see it on screen, a warning pops up and basically says, this is what, what this is. If you are creeped out by bugs and you can't deal with it, there's, a set, there's an, an option in the settings to change it so it's broken glass instead. That's really oh. cool. Which is just, I was like, oh, that's, that's uh, really yeah, nice. Because, yeah. like, honestly, cockroaches turn my stomach. Yeah, and it's like, that's a nice little, nice little touch. That is really cool. Um, but, yeah, there's just something about this kind of slow, methodical thing. It, it reminds me a lot of games like, you know, uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail, um, where it feels like it shouldn't be a fun game because you're just cleaning things up. But this sort of methodical nature of starting with a list of tasks and then just doing them. I mean, ultimately... What are most MMOs but that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> apart from theme, I just, I feel that those kind of games, like, you know, the, like, clean up a bunch of stuff, mm. I think it's just, it's just peak video games letting you live out a fantasy of setting a task and completing it. <laughs> you know, that sounds glib, but actually I think you go, you're onto something there. There is... There is something innately satisfying about having a simple task put in front of you and doing it, even if like it's not necessarily fun, but completing said task. Yeah. And I think those games really latch into that, and it's relatively well put together. Like it's not without its like bits of oddities, like um, the way your character is portrayed to you. I always got the impression that they were naked. Um, that's a bit weird. I mean, like if you're gonna clean, you want to do it naked because then like. You don't get your clothes dirty. Mm. I think I may have spoken more at this point about House Flipper than XCOM Chimera Squad, an actually very good game. Uh, so that's that's something I probably need to work on in the future. Yeah, put uh, that on your list of tasks. Yes, yeah, my list of tasks is to talk about XCOM more than I talk about House Flipper. Uh, I played a third video game. Uh, okay, also, you, you, are, you are on a roll. Honey. I know, it's crazy. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, well, I played a game called Man o War Corsair. That's a, um, right. well, a fantasy one, isn't it? It is. There was huh. a game called Man o War that was um, Warhammer Fantasy, but with boats. It was out in the early 90s, I believe. Was it a 
tabletop game? Yeah, it was a proper tabletop game. Oh, okay. oh, there was models nice. and everything. Okay. Nice. Uh, it was sort of a new version of it. was sort of made in Dreadfully, uh, a sort of one-off board game that came out a handful of years back. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, they made a game about it a few years ago. It's been in early access ever since, and it has mixed like reports about how good it is. I played that with um, Unity on stream. Um, well, well, he was sort of in, you know, sitting there talking to me so that I wouldn't have to go through it alone. Uh, <laughs> he, I, he was holding your hand through the basically uh, the experience. <laughs> uh, because Man of War Corsair is an interesting game um, because it is, a, uh, you know, it's a handful of years old now, and it's usually sold at like twenty quid, um, which is. I mean, for an early access game, yeah, but also for something like in the Games Workshop pile, that's a bit excessive. Considering that a lot of the games you can get for cheaper than that, yeah. I mean, like you can get Space Marine like for a fiver, like when the sales roll round. I mean, to be fair, I did get this for a fiver in a sale. So. Well, then there you go. <laughs> you know what? There you uh, go. But this is not as good as Space Marine. Uh, this is not a good video game. This is, in fact, quite a bad video game. Is it bad in the way that everything about it is just miserable, or is it bad in the way that it can be a little bit entertaining? It is everyone? quite funny bad. At times. Okay, good, good, good. It's a good game to stream if you get if you get joy out of bad game streams. <laughs> um, so the basic conceit is: you play as a captain, you sail around, and you can choose to either you know just engage in. Um, you know, combat, or you can do trade. Um, it's a lot like those sort of old, um, or what? The, what was it called? There's like, uh, was it Sid Meier's Pirates and things like that? Yeah, mm, I think you could do yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But that sort of era of of the old sort of pirate game. You see, now I'm really like yearning for a rogue trader game where you just fly around space and you can like accept like inquisitorial transport missions or you know and then you have to be like good at diplomacy or something or trade or oh, that sounds yeah that's cool. actually really cool yeah um, and you know what they'd call it rogue fucking trader thus thus making the seo even more awful than usual yeah <laughs> um but no, uh, this is not that. Um, it wants to be that type of idea, but on the high seas in the warmer fantasy world. But it is mired by several issues. One is that um, how it looks and plays feels like... <laughs> it is mired by issues. One is how it looks and plays. <laughs> what is the... You know, I was going to elaborate on that more, but that actually, co- that actually covers it pretty well. Um, what, it... Is there a story... There's a, there's a vague narrative going on about what you're doing, but okay, um, but not that, a ma- not not a major story. I think it's a lot about you setting your your goals and sort of just and trying to. Like, okay. Go. I think there's like mini quest lines within missions and things, but I don't know if there's an overarching one because I only played it for like three hours, and I believe that's more than any other human has. It's more than anyone else played it, yeah. Um, because it it looks like I said, it looks and plays like you know how there's game there's those games like uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines or, or even things like uh, Fallout New Vegas which have these like cool followings but to look at and the base like mechanics of playing them are really like janky and ugly looking and it's um they're buoyed by either you know uh, well buoyed by fantastic writing or really in-depth mechanics that just take a while to get used to um it's like that except uh the story is non-existent and the mechanics are shit right <laughs> okay so it feels like a game that should that that would have that was like from that era of pc games where they couldn't port it to the ps2 because the ps2 didn't have enough buttons <laughs> um 
it feels like from that, it feels so much older than it is, but it, it's just not great. It just sounds very... Um, completely and utterly unfinished. And yeah. I appreciate it is it is an early access from game. From what I've heard, the devs have mostly abandoned it at this point. Yeah, yeah, I figured. But, like, it feels kind of like... Now, I think early access is a great idea that it, that is repeatedly abused by a lot of dicks. Um, but, like, a lot of people will put up stuff too early and this feels like this is too early i know it's been abandoned now but like yeah this sounds like it was just shoved out the door way too before it grew skin you know what i mean yeah like i, I can understand some people do really like it because there is the base things there of being able to like just roam the seas and encounter things but it's so kind of weird and broken when you do like early on in like the tutorialized area you just get attacked by a fucking megalodon oh um and reminds me of my last trip to London. Yeah, where they got, <laughs> I got kicked out of the. Uh... What? Where are you going with this? Uh, London, <laughs> the Victoria and Albert Museum. The Victoria Albert Museum. Yeah, yes. I got kicked out of that. Yeah. Yeah. By what? What has that got By to do with megalodon? By a megalodon. Yeah, he works there. Uh, Gary, nice guy actually, just doing his. How, how does he fit in there? Considering megalodons are several oh, orders of magnitude bigger than a modern day he, shark. He's a pygmy megalodon. Okay. Which makes him about, like, nine feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to carry on talking about the video game that is a real thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Wait until Gary hears about this. I, just... I was going to give him a shout out, but now you're just being really racist at him. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fucking whatever. I just uh, see so yeah, you listening. It's used to tangent onto street sharks or something. We're Actually, not, yes. We're not doing street sharks. Fuck. So yeah, you get attacked by a megalodon, and you just sort of have to just figure out how the game works. Like while while you're being attacked by a giant shark that's eating your ship and setting it on fire. <laughs> Hot tip: leave the museum, and he'll stop attacking you. Uh, no, you just shoot him a lot until he dies from it. I mean, a lot I mean, of things that, die that when they are it. killed. Um, yeah. But the problem, the problems kind of arise because it, it like starts giving you problems to solve without the like adequate tools to deal with them. Like um, it sends you to this place, and it's like I'm there. It's well, it sends you to another port, and you have to deliver some like uh, diplomats there, and it's just full of fucking like chaos pirates. Do they like? Uh, do they attack you on sight? They attack you on sight. Okay. But the problem is, at first you're going along and you just get attacked by a griffin. And the the thing is, uh, the only proper ranged ability you will have at that point is a guy with like a musket who you can swap to because you're normally playing as the captain. You can swap to the thing, to the the uh, this like guy, this shooter, the musket. The problem is he shoots so slow and the shooting mechanics are so bad and the griffin is so fast. You might hit him like one in every ten times you shoot. <sighs> Uh, and also, the guy is stuck in an area that's um, is he stuck in around a crow's nest? around the mast. Not not where a crow's nest would be, because then you'd have like a good view of everything. No, it's like a crow's nest, but it's underneath the sail. A so, pigeonhole. So most of the area above you is covered by sail. So you can only actually see this griffin in small snippets of sky. You can see. So realistically, what actually happens is the AI on your ship slowly picks it off after five of them have just been eaten by the griffin. <laughs> Honestly, if you... And then you suddenly are launched into a fight with, like, five enemy uh, ships. Oh. Uh, and and uh, I found out that the only adequate way of dealing with them is to just f- just 
pilot straight fucking into them and then and then launch like attacks on on their crew because the AI is so bad and the combat is so vague that you end up getting a weird advantage as the player character because you can at least game the system. Well, I mean that's that's something. <laughs> it got to a point that was the only way I, I basically took down like or I think I took down like nearly all the opponent pirate ships just by doing that even though I had like two crew left. And all of my guns had been blown up. Like, it was just... It was a time. <laughs> uh, and then I, I tried um, playing as the Chaos Fleets, which you unlock once you've done the tutorial. And I chose to ram uh, one of my fellow Slaneshi ships. And it, it glitched out and went above my ship so I could <laughs> see inside its hold where there was fully modelled Chaos Spawn in there. And I'm like... Why are they in there? Why are they modelled? No wonder this game runs like shit. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the default viewpoint for the um, Slaneshi ship, at any rate, because uh, I think all the Chaos ships are more or less the same, um, was half like half inside my player character, half inside the boat that would freak out any time you moved it more than five degrees, and and you were staring through the mast. And a large boiler. Uh, so it was basically impossible to see what you were doing or control anything. Uh, yeah, you Good. obviously activated hard mode. Evidently so. Yeah. Uh, Man of War Cor- Corsair is not a good video game. Do not buy it. I do not recommend it. I am surprised. Um, however, I also have been watching a lot of that their television. So uh, that, have I. That new invention. Um, so I watched the new, uh, the new and last series of She-Ra. No spoilers. I'm only, I've only watched the first two seasons. Um, you should watch the rest of them. I They're really very want, good. I've already had one thing spoiled for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can almost guarantee what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I, is I it have thing, not, so don't say what it is. Okay, is it the thing that everyone's using in their profile images now? I think so, and it's awesome. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's great, yeah. but, um... But yeah. I'm not gonna. I, we're not gonna spoil anything. Um, I, Did I, you like it? I liked it a lot. Um, it's really well done. It um, it's super fucking good in like terms of just representation and shit like that. Super super nice to see. Um, it has a nice satisfying ending. And yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I watched it all in one fucking day. Uh, Quarantine will do that. I, basically, it was like after the you know uh, video and the correction video were put out, and I was like, okay, I, I'm just going to basically not use the computer for an entire day. I'm just going to step away from it. I'm just going to watch watch some of the new season of Shira and build some fucking grots. And well, it took me a long time to build those ten grots because I was too busy watching an entire season of Shira. <laughs> um, Genuinely, really, really good. Um, really enjoyed it. Definitely recommend it. Um, if you want to watch it, maybe mute everything about it uh, for the next month, uh, because a lot of people get, are excited about things that happen. Uh, understandably so, uh, but it is very, very good. Really enjoyed it. Um, watch it. Uh, but apart from <laughs> Shira, I also, uh, well, we also uh, picked up a Disney Plus subscription because that's now in the UK. Yeah, because, oh, okay. you know, we're not being nickel and dimed enough by separate corporations. Hey, come on, I, I wanted to watch The Black Hole. Is that why you got it? Is it, that why you fucking got Disney Plus? It would be a lie to suggest that watching the, like, 1979, I think? 
um, slightly weird, dark sci-fi that was put out is under the Disney label uh, was not one of the motivating factors for getting Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. So um, is Disney Plus like everything that Disney owned is all on there? Basically. Uh, yes and no. Apart from Song of the South. <laughs> that is not on there. I've... And also they've been doing weird censorship things. Yes, they have. Uh, like there's a lot in, going on in Simpsons and things like that. Mm. Oh. There's like, there's, like, you'll be able to, you'll free... You probably would have seen the gif online of um, the end part of Splash, which is a Tom Hanks movie with a mermaid, and she's, like, naked. You don't see her, her like, bobs and vagina or anything. But, you like, see a butt. You see a butt, and she turns around, and, like, she runs off into the sea. And it's, like, it's not a sexual thing. It's just, yeah, she's a mermaid. She's not going to be wearing clothes. She has a sake. butt. <laughs> and they what they did is they got, like... They got, like, a square of her hair and just, like, superimposed it over her butt... Really um, badly. It's, right. It looks like someone's just glued pulsating ramen to her bum. Yes. It looks so bad. Like, as a mermaid, she has a seaweed problem. She has kelp butt. She has, she has kelp butt. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, but that's that stuff aside, and, you know, the um, horrors of Disney being such a large monopoly that they control a vast swathe of all media we consume and thus set uh, the ideologies and things that are allowed within common discourse... That aside, yeah, um, they're basically the Patriots from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> um, no, like yeah, the, the whole monopoly thing is is a bad thing, but it does mean that you know, uh, for the time being, if you want to get a service where you can watch Disney, Star Wars, um, all the Marvel stuff, it's all there. Um, and I've been watching much stuff. As I say, I watched uh, the Black Hole, uh, which is an interesting sci-fi to watch. Um, in that the the hero of it is kind of like so there's like a little R two D two esque character where it's like just a little robot called Vincent. Does it do bit bits? It doesn't beep. Um, it care. has a voice. It actually speaks. <laughs> um, and it's that's kind of the hero of the story. That little robot. He's the one that finds out like the big secrets. He's the one that kills off the the big evil henchman and sort of is the one who's proactive and doesn't fall for any of the bad guy's shit. He's the hero of the thing. It's a weird story. Um, and it's um, like how the main henchman, which is like this big robot called Maximilian, is dispatched. Does that thing where, um, you know when you see like uh, robots fighting and you go, I don't know why, but this feels like a gory death. Despite it being robots. <laughs> like, it gets, like, drilled through the chest. And you, like, can hear, like, its innards, like, rattling around as the drill goes through it. And it sounds like it's screaming. And you're like, this feels like Whoa. a really grisly <laughs> death. That, that's because it is. But with zero gore. It's interesting. You know, I find that kind of stuff with zero gore a little bit more unsettling it's, than with I think gore. unsettling's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, also, it, it it feels like also, uh, and I'm I, I'm sorry for giving spoilers to a movie that is older than I am, uh, but like the end kind of it, it, it kind of looks like the the big villain uh, ages twenty years and then uh, is is fucked by the giant robot and then he is inside him in hell. It's a metaphor, <laughs> sweetie. Um, I I think they watched two thousand and one Space Oddity. 
um, Odyssey, not yeah, Space Odyssey. Like, Fucking that hell. That sounds like the Mel Brooks. Like... No, that's 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 me getting David Bowie mixed in uh, in the mix, which <laughs> is an interesting idea. Yeah, I um, to say it's not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it, I think they watched that and went, "We could we could do this, but but shoot it in a way that makes it look like the guy is being bedded by a robot." <laughs> Getting um, raw dogged by that robot. Like, he's not. That's not what the movie is trying to communicate, I don't think, but it uses the same, like, language as that. So, so it's yeah, a there's, bit there's weird. like a, a mesh curtain blowing in the wind, there's candles. It's like he you, he slowly, like, descends on top of him, like, out of shot, like, to push him out of shot, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining, like, a guy standing completely bolt upright. No expression, staring directly into the lens of the camera, connecting with the audience, and then just the robot just kind of goes and just kind of like pushes him down, like sideways, like nothing sexual about it. But now I'm just imagining like careless whisper playing. No, it's supposed it's supposed to be a descent into hell, so it's a, a little bit less romantically uh, presented well, than that. It, it was it was the opposite of Le, Pim- Le Petit Mont. In the way that it was Le Big More. It was Le and Big then, More, yes. And then after Le More, he went to hell because yes. he was bad. It's a thing. Anyway. That's um, my critical assessment of a movie of, I haven't seen. Yes. Um, I, I feel that what, like, what we should do is put up reviews of things where I've watched a movie, I tell you about it, and then you recount it. And then I recount it as <laughs> if I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, that, could be, that could be content. Um, Comment down below. <laughs> and we'll not do it because uh, um, the only comments I read on the channel are for the misanthropod because everything else is women bad well no actually a lot of them are very very beautiful comments but then you get the occasional one that's like trying to laser focus in on like what they perceive as your insecurities like she hasn't had a baby yet she obviously feels like a failure and I'm like nah I think you are given a somewhat uh, distorted view of what our comment section is like because you only ever hear because I'm the only one that actually like really gets balls deep in them and I only mention the ones that are horrifying. Well, no, I was saying like like ninety nine point nine percent of them are lovely and they like are, fun yeah. and really nice, but there's that point one percent that will just like try viciously to hurt me and it's this kind of like actually I'm I just kind of feel really bad for you because. I don't care, and if like if you have that much venom for some person you don't know on the internet, I like I really pity you. Yeah, because like it's like there's plenty of like people on the internet I don't like. I don't sit. I don't. I don't go to their channel and be like, hey, I hope you fucking like. I hope you sneeze and then you cough at the same time and it really hurts. Um, but yes, most of our comments are actually very lovely. Yeah, they uh, are. I'm We're very very, very lucky. Yeah, we are very lucky. Um, anyway, anyway, um, what other pornography have you been watching? I watched uh, the first season of the new, the new Ducktales, huh. uh, which is fucking good, like really good, way better than I was expecting. I honestly, I like anything. Anytime I've seen someone talk about it, they, it's very positive. Yeah, and from what I've seen of it. I really do like it. It has way more of a story than you're expecting it to have. And David Tennant <laughs> is Scrooge, which is like the only time Scrooge has ever been voiced by an actual Scottish yeah, person. Yeah, sounds Scottish. Yes, <laughs> which is weird. why it sounds weird. <laughs> um, Catherine Tate's also in it as well. That's right. Uh, playing a reoccurring character. So that's interesting, um, having uh, those two together again. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I love Webby. Doesn't... 
Webby's great. Webby's yeah. amazing. Webbergale. Webbergale. <laughs> All the names are terrible, but like so knowingly so, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's like She-Ra, it's like, my name is Netossa, the fuck you think I do? Yeah. <laughs> or cast a speller. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. so bad. Um... <laughs> But no, uh, DuckTales is really good. Weirdly, um, Disney Plus, despite literally being the rights holders, only have the first season. And I think there's like three seasons of it. Are they like... I don't even know. Who the fuck knows? They, like, they, they they are the evil monopoly that owns all media. They, they absolutely could put it on there. I mm. don't know why it's not. I presume because they want to have it on like whatever service they originally showed it on. I like um, the Disney Channel or whatever, and they wanted to keep it as, like, uh, to still make it so people would get that channel. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's why. But um, I just like how they have, like, Darkwing Duck as a, um, as just, he's like a comic book hero in that. He's like, a, it's a Darkwing Duck is a TV show that Launchpad is a big fan of, yeah. And they reference Darkwing Duck a lot. And I know for a fact that the the actor who plays Darkwing Duck becomes a reoccurring character in later seasons. <laughs> Uh, because I I really like Darkwing Duck. Uh, it's I watched some of it actually because the the Darkwing Duck is on um, Disney Plus, so I watched a few episodes of it. Wow, God. that theme tune is the most nineties thing that has ever existed. It's, it's got the fake sax. It's got like the little like rap bits. It's awful. It's, it's the worst. It is the most early nineties thing you'll ever hear. And the show I've forgotten how it is made. Like eighty percent of puns and nothing else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's and it's all just based around like oh yeah we're just gonna reference the shadow like yeah, I, honestly like I fucking love the shadow mm. and like there's so many reference like his name is like Drake Mallard now for those of you who don't know which I'm Hi, sure I'm is Duk ev- Duk. <laughs> no 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 it's it's better than that it's like for those of you who don't know which I will assume is literally everyone but me um, the shadows like civilian persona is Kent Allard or Lamont Cranston because like um in the There's or- been multiple shadows just, hasn't there? No no no. Um it's uh in like the original Lamont Cranston was just this playboy billionaire kind of like Oh shit, yeah, were two people, weren't they? they? Yeah, the two people. So um uh the shadow would go out, Kent Allard would go out and just like do shadow stuff and then they would kind of have a timeshare on personalities. Okay. Um, like, they were kind of like swap places. Okay. Um, and then they were just like, "Fuck it, Kent Allard like makes no sense. Let's just make <laughs> yeah. him. Let's just make him Lamont Cranston. This is just, makes way more sense. This is just the most weirdly convoluted conceit we have ever come up with. Why did we do this? Yeah. Also, there's a really cool thing when Batman meets the Shadow and he fanboys and the Shadow shoots him. <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, you're the inspir." Bang. <laughs> he just does not give Great. a fuck. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so I, yeah, so I watched a little bit of Darkwing Duck, and it was um, and, and Ducktales. And the fun thing about the new Ducktales is it like has so many little references to other shows in it. So like the gummy bears. Yeah, they the gummy gummy bears are referenced in it. Like uh, they are the ultimate power. It gives you the power to bounce here and there and everywhere. <laughs> um, there's it references um, the. The place um, that Tailspin is set in, and they even have a villain from Tailspin show up. Uh, Darkwing Duck is, of course, referenced uh, throughout. And, oh shit, there was another thing. Oh yeah, uh, Gizmo Duck from Darkwing Duck is like a main reoccurring character as well. Who's, uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a good a good series. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, it's it's got, has got like an act, like a, a a grand story that's being told sort of like throughout the, the the things like like a lot of modern cartoons are, 
that leads up to a, a big kind of um, like finale, uh, and it's it's interesting. It's it's one of those things where you're watching it and going like, this is a show where Donald Duck is a primary character and it also has law. It's 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 like what if Kingdom Hearts was well written. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts fans. Um, Not as sorry as they should be. <laughs> um, but my God, that story is for, the story of Kingdom Hearts is the most impenetrable nonsense. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, but the other thing that I did, and I'll try and get this over with quickly because I've just, just a, a lot of stuff. Uh, I watched through a shitload of Star Wars stuff. Um, so I watched through uh, Solo. Because uh, I didn't actually see okay. it at the cinema, yeah. and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, I'm a big I fan guess. of Han Solo's later work. <laughs> yes, yes. Think about it, because it's really funny and clever. Yeah, uh, you're talking. You're talking about Ben Solo. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I, I like him. He's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Han Solo is his dad. It, yes, yes. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh my god. Spoilers, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoilers for. The entirety of Star Wars canon. Um, but no, uh, Solo is, I, you know, it's still a completely unnecessary film that didn't need to be made. And um, a large portion of the film, I was sitting there going like, isn't this just the plot of one Firefly episode? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one. Uh, the train heist one. Oh, the one that, didn't they use that as the first episode on TV? And then, like, because Fox is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I and so they showed to... the episodes like out of order. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but this it, it has like a train heist. It's not actually that similar, but it has a train heist, and it's a sci-fi thing. So you with, it involves a spaceship flying over the train at one point. So you can't help but make that connection, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was all right. There's some really interesting little like design things in it, um, and like some of the you know the new ships and things are kind of fun. It's wholly unnecessary uh but um the um fucking um donald glover makes a really good young lando oh donald glover is just a real good dude um Mm -hmm. yeah um just uh, he he does a really good job at that and the his co-pilot um who is like a droid who is is all for like droid uh, droid rights because um it's nice to have someone in a mainline star wars movie actually acknowledge that the way in which the people of the Star Wars universe enslave the obviously sentient droids is super fucked up. Yes, it's not <laughs> not great. Um, and it's a character kind of based around that, but unfortunately, because it's kind of, the, the, the movie kind of rushes through a lot of things, that character sort of doesn't really get much chance to exist beyond being a sort of almost parody of that idea. So they're cool, but like... I, they feel like it would have been a more interesting character to have around for longer and to get them to get more into the nuance of what they're talking about rather than it just being kind of a one-note thing. Honestly, from the little bits and bobs I've seen of it, I would have much preferred a Lando movie. Yeah, actually. With Donald Glover. Yeah, that would be good. Because Lando's like, he's a bit more mysterious, he's got his mm. fingers in all sorts of interesting pies, and mm. I, like Han Solo is just a scruffy nerf herder. He's just a fucking smuggler. <laughs> Like he, yeah, he's cool and all, but like as a standalone character, I think he's a little bit. The thing is, I actually kind of like the interpretation of his character in the movie. Although I do have some trouble as imagining him growing up into the Han Solo that we know. Hmm. 
it's not like super bad, like it's not like a deal breaker or anything, but like he feels like he would probably be more fun as a like separate character. I mean like a Jack Sparrow kind of thing. Where he's not like the main character, he's like, no, 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 no. I mean that he, the the character as portrayed in the movie. Oh, he would be better if he wasn't Han Solo. If he wasn't Han Solo. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, I'm not 100 percent committed to that idea. That's just something that kind of just occurred yeah. to me just now. But like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I, di- I have like a little bit of trouble interpreting him as being becoming the Han Solo we know. Not fair. But you know, people change over time, so you know, it's not like it'd be weird or anything him becoming that. Just. Idle thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's fine. Unnecessary, but fine. It's a solo movie. Uh, Speaking of other movies um, that are not quite so good in the Star Wars um, franchise, do you remember there was that Clone Wars movie that was released uh, a few years after um, Revenge of the Sith? Didn't everyone hate it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I watched that because it turns out that... um, the reason why everyone disliked it is because it's actually um, just the pilot for the TV show. Oh. oh. And when and when you watch it um, through that lens of being, oh, this is just a feature-length pilot to for this TV series, it's fine. It's nothing amazing. It's got no grand story, but it's very representative of of the uh of the tv show you're right there i'm sorry i just remembered a comic a friend of mine she she reached she read blogged where it's like oh it's like anakin sitting there and he's like talking to like oh no it's um it's fucking obi-wan talking to like um qui-gon jinn's force ghost yeah and he's like oh master blah blah and then like there's a clone trooper who comes and goes, Piss off, ghost! And then kicks him. Good. It just, good. it was just so out of nowhere, it made me fucking roll. Well, it isn't Taika Waititi, like, doing a Star Wars film now? I can't wait. Which I am so 100% behind. I yep. cannot wait. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the Clone Wars movie, uh, very bad as a, like, if I'd have seen that at the cinema, I would have been pissed. Like... Especially after the prequels, and then this just really mediocre, not they, very they, well they animated. They released it in cinemas, didn't they? Yes, it was theatrically released, and it's animated oh. to the exact same level as the TV show was—a CGI TV show that came out in two thousand and eight. Mm. So you can see why it was—you know—I I can totally yeah. understand why it had got a bad rap. But watching it with the context of it, well, it's functionally just a pilot. It's fine. It's just a long episode of the show. Okay. It's like uh, some of the old Star Trek movies. Uh, like, like TNG stuff. Not really, because those at least were shot like movies. Mm-hmm. And had fair. a scale and budget of movies, whereas this is literally just a long episode of the TV show, down to its look and everything. Okay, fair. Um, you could... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was... I mean, I, I haven't looked up in this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was split down into like episodes and just shown like that at some point. Yeah. Because it would absolutely fit. Um, but and with that, I've been starting to watch the Clone Wars TV series because everyone says it's amazing, and yeah, um, it's pretty good, and gives all of that um, depth to the Clone Wars that is completely absent from the prequels, which I also watched again. I mean, it gives depth to Anakin that the prequels just don't give. Yeah, uh, I won't go. I won't go too deep into watching the prequels, partially because I've been talking for far too long. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've had a lot to talk about. Okay, I have a quick question though. What okay. do you prefer if you had to like if if someone says you have to sit down and watch the three of them together again, would you sit and watch the prequels or would you sit and watch the sequels? 
uh, the sequels because only one of them's bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Ray is like so. She's my baby. <laughs> uh, the, the problem with the prequels is is that they are so abominably badly written. Uh, like the dialogue and directing is of like the direction of like humans is so poor that it's just a bunch of it is like watching aliens figuring out human emotion uh on screen it is bizarre and it's so so poorly written um <laughs> and a lot of the special effects especially in the latter two movies are so so, Ooh, so yeah dated. yeah yeah um now i'm not going to sit there and, and hold them too to uh, too much to account for that because they were pioneering a lot of techniques that would later become like very commonplace and look good um but they were doing the early work on it um and it's why, weirdly, the Phantom Menace is like the least dated of them because it's the one that relies least on like all these like wild composite shots with like a billion aliens in them. Uh, despite the fact it has the whole fight with um, the um, Trade Federation's droids and the, the Gungans, which is like 100% CGI. But I guess because it's 100% CGI rather than all being compiled together, that at least looks coherent. Um. But yeah, uh, they're a bit weird to watch through again. I liked, I basically, I liked the movies. I, I like the Phantom Menace and um, Attack of the Clones way more than, what, than when I watched them originally, and disliked Revenge of the Sith more than I originally did. Um, so basically, I end up liking them all about evenly, <laughs> and they're the, fine. The mean liking of the prequels, yeah, it's is, yeah, pretty average. The standard deviation of my like has lowered significantly, mm. uh, <laughs> but it's still relatively even. Um, and yeah. Uh, but with the context of the Clone Wars TV show, it is interesting to see how it's um, it has a better look at how um, the clone troopers in the movies are treated as being just as dispensable and as Im- and as personalityless as the droids. Both of which have, you know, the droids. Many of those are like of have some degree of sentience, obviously, and how they are thrown away in this um, in that war is a very interesting position to take. And uh, the films do not explore that even one iota. Um, but the Clone Wars as a series does, so I'm interested to get further through that. Mm, it's almost like the Imperial kind of like uh, idealism is peak fascism, which comes from extreme capitalism and like complete and utter disregard of individuality and human life for gain of power or other resources or something. I don't know. It actually has a more uh, a more uh, nuanced take with the perspective of capitalism's perspective, like uh, position on the rise of fascism, because the main antagonists are basically a bunch of dickheads who uh, started killing people with robots because they had their tariffs raised. So it's a libertarian power fantasy. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a, it, honestly, it's it, it, it's it sits in a weird position. This is a setting where the term centrist is a political term and means nothing like what it means in the real world right. because it's people that want to uh, cement power within the cent- the central core of the galaxy. It's not what it means oh, to, in the so real world. So it's literally just a locational thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean what it means in modern politics. Okay, okay. Uh, the, the politics of Star Wars are very interesting mm. and. Um, it's something that I think is worth looking into if you're interested in such things. Well, I'm kind of, I am generalizing over all the media I've seen and yeah and stuff and trying to sum up something in like a sentence or two. Yeah. So it's got a lot more. Forgive me. It's got a lot more to do with how um, people who are entering into the political discourse out of good faith can use the antagonisms between democracy and capitalism in order to gain totalitarian power. 
that's what Star Wars, the prequels, are actually about. I'm sorry, Unfortunately, but do you have to politicise Star Wars? Sorry, George Lucas did it in 1977 when he made the antagonist fascist. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> George Lucas, more like SJW Lucas. Lamau <laughs> got him. Um, but... Anyway, uh, I'm going to be doing. I'm going. I'm, I'm slowly working on a video about the prequels because I find them very interesting to talk about. Um, See, I want to do a Star okay. Wars video too, which is just like I like these characters because they're fun, and that is also a, a good thing. See, you're like I'm going to be getting into the nitty gritty of the political unbalance, and and I'm like, haha, <laughs> <laughs> lightsaber go. <"Wurr." laughs> I didn't find Jar Jar Binks as annoying either. I will say that. Watching I always it again. I like. Uh, He's still annoying. Don't get me wrong. But know, nowhere near as bad. I'm gonna say one thing. I fucking hate a lot of the Star Wars fandom for just how fucking nasty they are to people. Like in the movies, like um, the guy who played Jar Jar, massive Star Wars fan, had to basically mm. delete every trace of himself off yeah, the internet oh, yeah. because people were just being disgusting at him. Kelly Marie Tran loved. I thought Rose was adorable. I loved her. Great character. Yeah, she yeah. had to delete all of her Instagram mm. and shit. Fucking Daisy Ridley had to delete all of her social media when she was like, basically, when like the um, sequels kind of came mm. out because people were just like, uh, uh, you're a Mary Sue. The the, the, the. Yeah, and it's just like, <sighs> fuck all of you. I, I think That's I think the whole thing of like uh, the toxicity of the Star Wars fandom, which I think people sometimes mistakenly think it's entirely like comes from like the sequel trilogy but no no like the reason george lucas stopped making them is because people were so like i mean the prequels are bad but like there's no reason to like start like hating on the creators for them being bad and like actually like harassing them that kind of shit was happening to, it's like, to, you, like can, you can dislike stuff, work yeah. and stuff and you can you can really dislike a a creator's stuff but the moment you send them fucking death threats or any kind of other threat of harm you are being a piece of fucking shit oh yeah and you really need to rethink your yeah. fucking life but yeah you know the the that sort of like aspect of like star wars fans throwing their fucking dummy out of the thing See, is not a new phenomenon <laughs> no it's like there's a little bit of that in 40k fandom as well oh, and 100%. that's why i don't like talking about it much because Guaranteed, every time I talk, if, if like, if Remlays or Alpha talk to me on Twitter, like, reply to a tweet of mine talking about 40k, I get at least, like, 10 comments being like, mm-hmm, or, like, mansplaining shit to me, or basically accusing me of not actually knowing what I'm talking about. Mm. Or, like, like regurgitating to me parts of scripts I've write, I've helped write. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, badly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I know, I... I wrote that bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, that I wrote it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and they're like, oh, check your fuck it. Like, oh, God. Or like, when I write, like, there was that video where I wrote all the jokes and some guy came no, in. No, no, that was the one where you were really ill and I wrote all the jokes and... That was it, yeah, yeah. sorry. Where you, I, like, you wrote all the jokes and then some guy came in and went, oh, every time the female opens her mouth, she's so unfunny and all the jokes suck. And it's like... In, would it, would you have thought that if you know that the entire script was written by a man? Like every joke, regardless of who it was, was the same person who wrote it. Yeah. So. But yeah, sorry about my little rant. I just occasionally I need to just complain. And yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Like Star Wars and 40k and a lot of other big fandoms are just intimidating as someone who isn't a dude to get into, because holy shit, you open yourself up to a firing squad. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get enough well actuallys and I'm yeah. like a fucking white guy. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, but I mean, that's that's uh, that's basically it for me. Uh, talking it was a long time. I'm sorry. Are you? Um, I mean, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Uh, so, Matt, what have you been up to over the last uh, few weeks? Um, well, I can make make the average time a bit more sensible because I've done feck all basically. <laughs> that's I've, completely um, fine. I've dived completely into the world of Zelda. Like, I think I was enjoying it last time we spoke and now I've like, you know, going, starting to go through and like, right, okay, let's need to go through methodically and make sure I've enjoyed every single square foot of this map and I need to see. Why is nobody having a good time? I specifically <laughs> requested it. <laughs> I've not finished it yet, but I don't want to do the finish the main. I've got, um, I've done three out of the four sort of semi-final boss things and then you go and defeat Ganon. And I was like, don't want to do those last two bits because I don't want the game to finish. So I'm going through like oh, making, going the, making sure I've done all the shrines and I've collected all the leaves and I've done all these other things, which I usually hate doing in games, but I just want to be in the world longer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I was like that with The Witcher. I was just like, please, look, can I have more side quests? I need <laughs> yeah, to be in yeah, this exactly. world. Yeah, exactly. As we go through and making sure I've found all the side quests and things and I'm like... Yeah, well, I mean, I've been asleep for 100 years, so the princess can wait a few more, like, days or weeks or possibly months at least, but that's still fine, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, sh- I'm sure she can, like... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean, sh- what? Like, she doesn't have access to a book or something? Come exactly. on. Exactly. She's getting tired, but yeah, I mean, if you've been <laughs> sleepy for 100 years, you can last another year or two. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's like, that's it's not going to matter that much. <laughs> But yeah, I don't really have much more to add to it. It's not really changed my opinion of it at all since last time. I was enjoying it then, and I'm still enjoying it now. I'm just close Ugh. to the end, so close to being sad that it's over. But there <laughs> is then... DLC, which I probably will end up getting, and I very rarely get DLC for games, you really, to be Yeah, you're not really a DLC kind of person. But know? I'm probably going to end up getting the DLC for these, despite it having the Nintendo problem of it being out for years, but it's not on sale ever. Nintendo like uh, never lower their that, fucking no, prices, no. and I think that's just something I have to accept, and that's I guess fine. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, I've been watching Shira, which I don't have much to say because you mentioned it earlier and took the only topic that I had. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Wib Wib's good at that. Huh? <laughs> it's okay. I've only watched. I've finished the first series, and I'm. I've watched five out of the for some reason seven episodes in the second series. It is weird how that series is structured. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we were saying this earlier. Like, if it was, if I didn't know anything about the time frame of the of the show, I would have been like, okay, well, they've they've just released some of it and then released the other half of the series long enough later that it was justified to call it a new series rather than the second half of a series. But then the whole things, the whole five series, has only been out for like two years. So it that is can't a bit weird, be the case. Yeah. I had no idea what's going on with season two and three, but. I mean, that is basically my only criticism, and that's not a criticism at all. Mm. It's just a bit confusing as to why Series 2 is apparently two series. <laughs> but beyond that, it is a very good show, as already mentioned. Um, I have a very last thing, which I have no no idea what I'm going to say about it, because I've only just reminded me of it while you were talking, Wib. We watched Brassed Off the other day. That rings a oh, bell. Oh, that's the old movie, like set in like an old mining <laughs> yeah, town. Like, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Bands, it is. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a nineties British. If I say Full Monty, will people internationally know what that vaguely is? Like the movie Full Monty. The, 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 yeah, the movie Full Monty. 
And uh, all... do, they, do they do these miners get naked? No, no, in the mines? no, no, no. But just in terms of the sort of the sort of humour in it. Uh, basically, a movie made uh, made around um, looking in a sympathetic way at the British working class in old sort of mining towns that were devastated by eighties um, Tory cuts. I mean, I meant in terms of the comedy, but yeah, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it gets is, political. It is excellent. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't do t- it. Obviously, the politics is there and it's hovering over it. And it's, you know, you could almost not notice it going in any particular way or not. Well, not really, but it's it's relatively subtle until one point someone just basically stands up and just says, fuck the Tories, the Tories are awful, Maggie Thatcher should, should have died long ago. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. Okay, so apparently I wrote the script for this. It doesn't come out of nowhere because the whole setting is, you know, mines closing down and the toys being shit at doing things and blah, blah, blah. But Mm. it is relatively subtle most of the way through until someone just literally stands up and just has a monologue about saying, fuck them. I think if we have learned anything from, uh, like, say, for what I was talking about earlier, of, like, uh, fandoms uh, interpreting things the like... The Tory fandom well, no. sucks, dude. <laughs> no, people interpreting works uh, works of fiction is that sometimes you have to just stand up and say, by the way, this is what we're talking about, <laughs> because otherwise you end up with people watching Star Wars and going, like, actually, the Empire seemed like the good guys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sometimes I think you have to be a bit explicit about things. Well, Baron Harkonnen seems like he... You know, he'll keep the trains running on time. <laughs> oh, you've not read the book. You don't know how rough that is. I know how oh, gross my he God. is. Like, I have a fair idea. I was just using it as an Oof. example. Oh, he's pro- he's one of... Oh, God. He is, oh, he is evil. And, and oh, God, he's got so much bad coding about him. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> nice one, Frank Herbert. Is that his name? Uh, the guy that wrote, wrote the book, yeah. And it gets worse I when you get... I was going to call him Frank West. I got confused. <laughs> it gets worse when you get into the movies and, yeah, uh, yeah how they how they chose to present that character. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. Matthew, please talk. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say. It's just it's just a quite... It's, it's a fun film about a bunch of... It's a brass band. So it's all the music is like... We have various... We have, we have American viewers, listeners, right? So they I mean, probably know about, they know, because in the States, marching bands and things are a big thing. Brass bands in the UK are kind of the closest equivalent we have to that. And they were nearly always, or I think predominantly based around people who worked in mines and they were like colliery, 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 collieries. Yes. Like collard greens. <laughs> they, were, they were the miners and they had the band after work, basically. A lot yeah, of we'd occasionally, but then they um, also did like the the whole point of these bands seemed to be to have competitions, and it got weirdly competitive. And yeah, I think that's the closest. Very, and it was all working class people, and they were all very poor, and this was their thing. And yeah, it's the closest we get to like the marching band in the states, where it's a lot more shiny and. <laughs> Happy. Yeah, we we used to hear them quite a bit uh, where we used to live um, because it was an old mining town, and every now and again when they do when because they're still around even though the yeah mines, yeah the bands still, you know, still survived, yeah. and the bands are still surviving. And so every now and again, because we live quite near a park, and we'd hear them from the park sometimes. Doing things in it like carry over you know, over I, the uh, kind of like windows. I never ones. knew about like the brass bands or anything. This really? is I never knew that. Oh, you didn't know that? No, mm. I, 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 I should have explained that to you at the time. Yeah, because that's obviously <laughs> yeah, not your. Just... Cl- it's obviously not your 
it's not the culture you come from. Like, no, you know, it's not so a thing I was just like, I just thought like occasionally people would just like go in and just do toot toots. I was just like, okay, I just thought it was just a thing. Mm. I didn't realize it was a proper thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a yeah, capital yeah. T thing. Oh dang! <laughs> oh no, consider me educated. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but well, what's interesting about the show about this film as well is that it's basically all filmed in one town, which it's basic. It's it's set in this town, but it's got a different name. But it's like it is just the south town where it's filmed. But then all of the music and the, and the whole soundtrack is recorded by the brass band that the film is sort of about from oh, this town, okay. which is quite which is quite good. That sounds really cool. But yeah, it's good. It's quite fun. I mean, it's very nineties, and there's a couple of bits. Where it's a little bit like ooh nineties, but like considering it was made, you know, it was made in ninety six, I think, and considering some of the other things that were made, I mean, mm. I don't want to dig on Friends because not because it doesn't deserve it, just because it's oh very overdone. But yeah. like when you consider that, that was made after it, you're like, actually, this is not actually that bad. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never it's... seen it. I, I, yeah, I, do, I neither I do have I. I've seen Full Monty. I'd seen a bunch of other ones that are in a similar sort of theme ish. There was but like I'd a bunch of movies it. around that sort of time where they, yeah, they sort did of like a handful of comedies, that. but based on people being poor and struggling, and yet somehow it was funny. But not because <laughs> you're laughing at them in any possible way. It's like the opposite of that. And it, they're like, yeah. I'm not sure many other places could get away with it. It's a very British sense of humour, mm. I think. Very. I honestly, I can't but. watch that kind of stuff because it just makes me feel super unhappy. Even if it's trying to be a car, I'm just like, no. Oh, yeah, no, this, made me, this made me cry at various points because it is oh, yeah. quite sad. But oh, it's no, a comedy, I... honest. <laughs> no, I mean kind of like that kind of like humour. Like I remember like seeing Shameless and just being like, this is just like haha. Poor people are like greasy and drink a lot. It's a very different. Yeah, thing to not, yeah, 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 or, or yeah. Like the royal family made me cunt. Like that really grossed me out because I was like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that, again and, like, as well. Ma- this it is... made me really miserable. Okay, so like I'm using the wrong kind of words. Uh, I don't like it because it is that touches a fucking nerve for me, mm. and it makes me very uncomfortable. Because you're 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 basically seeing. Um, parts of society that you were forced into yeah into living I, in, I like. was so poor at school I could like when when it came to PE my parents were like well you're just gonna have to do it in school uniform so I was standing there in PE and the PE teacher um she was like where's your kit and I was like I don't have one it's like why don't you have a kit in front of the entire class mind you like mm. she stopped Oof. just to be like where's your fucking kit and I was like um uh, my my parents can't afford one. I was like 11, 12 years mm. old. And she was like, well, you know, if your parents decided to put down their cigarettes for more than five minutes, maybe they could buy you some. And I was like, okay, so I had to do everything in my school uniform. And then like, I told my mother and she phoned up and complained. And now the funny thing is, if she if they had stopped smoking like 200 cigarettes a day, yeah, I probably would have been able to have vegetables and shoes. But it was a bit douchey for her to point that out. To a, ch- I mean, to a yeah, child. To the, yeah. And then like, like next PE, she'd gone to the charity shop and bought all these horribly ill-fitting clothes and was like, so your mother complained. So I thought I'd do you, do you, do you a favor and get you some, get you some, get you some kit. And the shoes were like, they were like, you know how like the 80s style shoes are coming back? Mm. These shoes were just from the 80s. 
and like they didn't fit right everything was wonky and like everyone made fun of me mm. ruthlessly because the teacher had to buy me a kit after like completely owning me in front of the class so that's like one of the reasons i can't really watch this kind of stuff because i'm like it's too real and i don't want to i don't want i don't want to relive yeah. it i no i get you i get you i, I will say uh, the 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 type of things that matt that matt's talking about they are a bit different than, oh, yeah. than that. Than but the... like, there's there's elements that make me very yeah. uncomfortable, and I'd rather just not go into it at all. You yeah, know what fair I mean? Enough, fair enough. So yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's just I'm I'm sure the movie is very good, but I just unfortunately am incapable of enjoying it. Yeah. So that, I was kind of explaining myself, but now I'm rambling and I feel really conscious. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Well, it is on that topic. It is your turn to ramble. So yeah. So <laughs> thank God. <sighs> Please continue. Okay. 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 So don't look. Oh, okay. So you're going to... Surprise. <laughs> you, you pull something up on screen uh, for your notes and then tell me not to look. Yeah. So okay. basically I have to just stare dead ahead and not look at the second screen. Okay. You can Good. if you want. <laughs> Good. Um, I've just been, like, because I've been a bit, my mental health's been a bit shaky, and I've been, like, adult under the weather, where you just get really tired and weird for a while, and then suddenly you just kind of stop being as tired, which is just regular adulthood. It's probably the mange. When does that happen? uh, I want to get less tired. (laughs) You, I think you currently are in extenuating circumstances anyway, dude. But... (laughs) But yeah, so basically what I do when I'm sad, I'll have like a vodka and lemonade or like a wine and watch a bunch of horror movies and like maybe draw pictures of John Birnbaum. <laughs> <laughs> Which is These not... are all very accurate, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you how, didn't have to draw me How many pictures of John Birnbaum are around your house right now? Honestly, I think there's only those two that are... Less than you'd imagine, but, but more, more than you'd hope. hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he has a really fantastic face. Like, it's so unique and, like, it's very interestingly shaped. And as, like, someone who is trying to get better at, like, getting out of the same face problem, like, all artists encounter, he's brilliant. And also, he's super rad mm. and I love him. But yeah. <laughs> um, so, I've watched some horror movies. I watched Crimson Peak, which is a Guillermo de Toro horror movie. Huh. And you can tell... Because it is visually gorgeous. Mm. It's about this woman who meets... It's not Tom Hardy. Tom Hiddleston. Yes. And she's like, you know, I I don't actually mind your incredibly greasy hair. Maybe we could (laughs) marry. And then they get married. And, like, his sister's, like... Tom Hiddleston's sister is, like, weird. And, like... Like really possessive, and they're both starting at that way too loud. That was the noise of that car. Okay, okay, okay. I'll move this over here. I'm making a note of whenever yeah, things yeah, pass sure. so we can go in. And That's fine. Remove that. Um, but yeah, so she marries like she like it starts off with like the little like start because you were talking about the the base premise of the film. Okay, go back to the start. Of that. Okay. So the base premise of the film is main character lady, I can't remember her name. I can't remember anyone's name apart from Tom Hiddleston. And that's just the actor's name. And that's name. the actor's name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's, it shows the like the, the main character is like a little girl and there's like this spooky fucking like skeleton like that sneaks into her room and is like, stay away from Crimson Peak. And she's like, oh shit, my britches I have. The skeleton's played by Doug Jones. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> I love Doug Jones and I love seeing him in yeah. things. And he's incredibly talented. Mm. He he does like This is the suit actor and not there's like an American politician also called Doug Jones. Yeah, no, they're probably a piece of shit. Ignore them. <laughs> but yeah. Um and then it's like, you know, she's grown up and she's she's different from other women because she likes books. You see how because yep. oh, you know, like, you know, women don't like books. Famous for it. Famous for it. And like she's getting teased by a bunch of people and they're like, oh yeah, you suck. And we all fancy your childhood friend who's a doctor and the doctor's like obviously in love with main character. And then they're talking about, oh, this big fancy guy from England's coming in and he's very handsome and it's Tom Hiddleston. Long story short, she marries Tom Hiddleston and goes and lives in England with with Tom Hiddleston and sister Hiddleston, mm. who is like weird and like they have a weird relationship. And the the woman starts seeing ghosts and stuff. And it's like there's a couple of quite scary parts. There's a lot of because the house is like busted. There's a big hole in like the the roof of the main hall, so like the snow's falling in it. It's mm. very very picturesque. And she's always walking around like with like re- this really fancy like wig on. That's like this beautiful like loose like body curls, um, like waist length like red kind of blonde hair. And she's got like a, a this big like lacy white nightgown and like a ruff. And I'm like, who the fuck would sleep in a ruff? That person <laughs> needs to be looked at. <laughs> and like you know, there's a lot of really like beautifully visual like beautifully visually striking scenes where she you know the contrast of the main character you know white symbolizing purity to get all first year film student on you and like you know like all the earthy tones of everything else is well because like the um the house is like based around like trying to extract this like blood red fucking clay that's yeah. under the house and it all yeah. like bubbles up through the house as so like through the red. floorboards and it's like that's really cool and like a lot of the um the ghosts are just like they're like bony corpses just dripping in like blood red mud and it's like this is visually very cool and there's like there's a few problems with it but like honestly i thought it was pretty entertaining it was very visually interesting and the acting was pretty decent um there's some like you do you remember watching in pan's labyrinth when the guy gets half a glasgow smile yes and how fucking like Ooh, that was. Yes. There's a part in this that's like that too. Mm. Where you're just like, oh fuck. Okay, that's there's that. Um, but yeah, there's 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 one like super gross kind of like thing in it where like massive spoilers, there's something going on with Tom Hiddleston and Sister Hi- Hiddleston. <laughs> and it's not very f- cash money. <laughs> Ooh, it's bad. <laughs> and yeah, and then like I will say one thing that's not really a spoiler, but the main character goes from, like, this delicate little flower to actually, like, delivering an action one-liner. Like, an action <laughs> movie one-liner. And I was like, you know what? That is fucking great. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Because so, I, I, I watched most of it with you because you started watching it and then it was, like, it was so visually kind of, interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to slowly saunter and just watch it. Yeah, you slowly started leaning in, like, mm. hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I also watched Insidious, which is like run-of-the-mill kind of child possessions, demon in the hoose, ooh, spooky mm-hmm. kind of story. And I found it so terrible, I watched the other three movies. <laughs> because Good. of fucking Good. course I did. Do you want to know my favourite thing about the Insidious movies? 
is that they, they kill off a character in the first movie and then they bring them back for every subsequent movie in like prequels or flashbacks or like ghost moments. Because it turns out they went, oh shit, our best character, we accidentally killed them. Also, the what the reoccurring demon character. It's like Darth Maul trying to grow out his hair. It's like Darth Maul had a phase where he really liked the prodigy. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's a part in the first one where it's, okay, so it's about this kid getting possessed and, but he's like, he's Oh my god, it's blending into all the other fucking movies. <laughs> don't worry, they're all bad. You don't have to like concentrate too hard about they them. They are. So basically, <laughs> they've got they've also got these two characters, which is like Specs, and then there's another guy who's like the big guy who and it's funny because he's 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 a bit of bit of a bit of a thick fella. So every time like he's introduced in a movie, he's like eating a burrito. Funny. It's mm-hmm. really uh... Uh, uh. Yeah, it's like wow. Dispensing humorous response. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. And it's kind of like that like there's one shot in the movie that did kind of get me in the first movie and the rest of them just didn't. Um and it's the classic thing of where the dad's sitting there going, I don't believe in demons, that's silly. And then it cuts to him and there's like the demon kind of like poking out behind me like eh. Wah. Like Waluigi, just yeah. like wah. And it's like, that is, that, it was just kind of like, oh, it's suddenly there. Especially because, like, I will credit where credit's due. That scene was lit and, like, coloured very well. Like, mm. you know, the walls are a pale blue. Everyone's wearing soft pastels or, like, muted colours. And then there's fucking Darth Maul with fucking Keith Flint hair being like, bleh. I'm a spooky demon. Do you remember what he's called? He's called the Lipstick Face Man, but I kept calling him the Lipstick Dog Dick Man, <laughs> which I think suits him better because he's just after after the initial like seeing of him, he just gets sillier. Like there's a part where it's just the beautiful people music video by Marilyn Manson, and he's sitting in this like this little office just like spinning like fuck like fuck knows what, being like yeah, and it's like what. <laughs> What are you doing? And then he goes goes to the oh what is it? it's like they call it something really silly like the beyond or the other place. I think it's even sillier than that. And like the psychic old lady that they bring in is like we need to go oh it's like the f- the further. That's it. It's like we need to go to the further because your son's soul is trapped. And then in the second one it's like a prequel dealing with and it's it's like demon possession and time travel. Like, what? demonic, time-traveling, demon possession. And it gets really not okay with, like... There's, like... Spoiler alert. if Because <laughs> I am going to spoil it. The main killer is basically a guy who is either a cross-dresser or a, an AMAB, a signed male-at-birth person who is a trans woman. Mm. And they dress up as a lady to kill people. And it's like, ah. and they're like, and it's like, the the mother is like the big evil ghost telling like the, telling the the like her child what like what to do and go who to kill, and it's like it shows you and it's like it's such a it's such an over the top depiction of child abuse, it's almost funny, in in a grim kind of you are you have no fucking clue what you're doing. Mm. So uh, like, is it in that sort of way like uh, when people uh, were watching bits from um, 
uh, fucking Detroit Beyond Human and going, yeah, they it's obvious be. David Cage has never actually been around, like, abusive parents. Because, it, it's yeah. worse. I mean, like, I will give you a description of what happens. So they're, like, they're seeing, like, this scene play out. And, like, the little... I'll, I'll just say that they're a little boy. Um, they're dressed up as a girl. They've got, like... A, a really bad hard front wig in like like pretty pink pretty mm. pigtails and pretty pink dress and the mother comes in who looks like she's cosplaying somebody from fucking like like a splicer from Bioshock <laughs> like before they started splicing up their face and is like holding a kid's drawing and it's just like me mummy I love you mummy love David or whatever and she's like what is this She's so over the top and and like theatrical. Mm. What is this? No, your name is like you are not a you're not my son. You're my little daughter. And he's like, please, mummy. That's not, you know. And it's just like okay. So basically, it's something that gets into um, the sort of dicey levels of like dicey. psycho. Yeah. Um, except it doesn't have the uh, mitigating factor of being made decades and decades and decades ago. Exactly. Yeah. And it's. It's not okay. If I uh, remember rightly from what you said, the last movie was actually all right. It was. It was fine. Um, because it was. It basically it centered around the psychic lady, and like my biggest problem with her in like the first like few movies is the fact that it, when a demon or a ghost showed up, she'd be like, "Please no," and get scared really easy, even though she's supposed to be the seasoned veteran. Mm. Um, in this one, she's just like, "No, fuck you." And she's like, no, fuck off. Get no, no you, I'm not afraid of you, you stupid butt face. And it's it's kind of like it involves like her um family. And like her her brother is like Senator Kelly from X-Men. Yes. And like he's got two daughters. The actor, it yeah. should be stated, not, yeah. not the character. <laughs> he's the not like, actor. oh mutants need to be banned. But it's yeah. really weird, it was out of nowhere. Just, yeah, sort just of suddenly, anti-mutant like, screed yeah, suddenly, in the middle. Like <laughs> Mystique shows up and has a cup of tea and then just never never talked about yeah. it. It's weird. Um, but yeah, and it's just about Shit, this. So, I'm, I'm sorry, I just had a realisation. They should totally do that, of have movies that are in canon with other movies that have nothing to do with them, just to make people go, wait, what? So like, you're just suddenly watching, like, I don't know, like this, like... Um... You're watching the Shawshank Redemption and suddenly, like, you know, Matt Murdock shows up. I was thinking more along the line, you'll be watching, like, a romantic comedy and then you'll notice, like, Wolverine. in the background, there'll be the obvious, like, branding of, like, Wayland yutani or something. Although at that point in the timeline, if it's set then, I think they're just Wayland because I think Wayland yutani is like the joining of two companies that happen go. later on and like you don't want to piss off in current canon fans. they're just Wayland, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, no, that would be cool. Do they do um, that in Firefly? Yeah, they do. Um, in the first episode, the turret that Mal uses to shoot down something or other has the Wayland yutani logo on it. Mm. I would say there is also a fine line between it's 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 a reference. It's yeah. not in yeah. <laughs> between yeah, canon yeah. and reference. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, uh, and the last minute, it's like, it, it kind of is more self-contained and it, it it kind of goes with this, oh, there's like this demon that this woman accidentally let out of like, like it's, it's kind of shown as like red doors and stuff like that is like, that's where the bad stuff comes out. Mm. And she's like, oh yeah, I was talked into opening a door and it let a demon out and bad shit is happening. And it's, it's not very nice. And it's been possessing people who live here and making them kill people. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's this psychic lady being a badass. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I wanted. I mean, it's still like not a great movie, but it's, it 
I would say none of them are good movies, but they're enjoyable. Hmm. Like they're, they're silly and they like there's a couple of like unintentionally quite not okay things, especially with the guy dressing up as the lady. It's literally just in there to kind of oh, there's a lady who's a killer. Ooh, who could it be? Oh, it's a guy. It's kind of like it's just there to throw you off, but then they yeah. turn it into like some kind of like weird thing, yeah. and it's like that's not cool. Where they insinuate that uh, are they uh, just just to like put out feelers here? Is it the sort of thing where they insinuate that the fact that someone who is assigned male at birth chooses to dress up in oh, feminine no, no, clothes, their, is... their mother forces them, and then oh, suddenly okay. that makes them. It, it, it deeply okay. troubling implications. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into it. Okay, so it's one of those things where basically, however you read it, it's just like you probably just shouldn't have done this. Yeah, no, just just don't fucking do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, okay. It's just Jesus. it's it's yeah, it's borderline like coding, and it's not it's not cool. Um, but yeah, they weren't great. They fall back on a lot of tropes and don't make a lot of sense, and like randomly go from one to a hundred with action scenes. It's weird. Um, Talking about cool stuff, like good movie, good not good movies, but it's a Netflix series I've watched called The Stranger. Ha ha ha! Yeah, masturbation. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's it was. I was just kind of like saw it on a whim, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch it, and it's actually very good. Hmm. Um, it's yeah, it is a series, um, a, an English series, and it's like like the basic premise is this guy's um, he's out with his kids at like footy practice like they're having a football game and like you know he's he's a well-off dad in a well-off neighborhood and he gets on like mostly pretty well with everyone else and his kids like you know having fun at football and he that's half time so he's having a beer and his wife's somewhere because you know she's a successful like like teacher and you know and then this woman just approaches him and is like hey you know that miscarriage your wife had she totally faked it and he's like, what? And it's like, yeah, no, she completely faked it. Look up a credit card statement for like, um, I think I can't remember. It was like Fun House Supplies or something. Because, you know, and also I'd make sure that your kids are actually yours as well. Bye. And he's like, he's he's just completely, like the bottom has dropped out of his world. And he's like, what? Uh, and then he it's just kind of him kind of unraveling this huge mystery and like he he confronts his wife and she's like look I, i'll explain it to you it just it's not what you think and i need a few days and you know then she just goes okay bye i'm like she texts him going bye uh, take care of the kids and just fucks off so he's like looking for her he's trying to keep it from his kids he's trying to figure out why the fuck she faked a miscarriage in a pregnancy even though it's it's like she did it because there was kind of like a wobble in the marriage and it was looking like maybe they're going to break up so like, and she, he's like, okay, but why? And she's like, oh, you just don't know the full story. And he's like, okay, tell me. And then, you know, and it's just like going around and just uncovering all these filthy secrets. And it's like, this is really interesting. Is it like it spirals into like it others, spirals other things? And, and... Also, and you're like, everything's kind of interwoven and you're like, this, fuck me. Okay. Because there's like, other... like, oh God, this is how, ha- oh my God, this person knows that. What? It's, it's, it's good. Hmm. I, it, there's a lot of twists and turns, and I really enjoyed it. And the acting is phenomenal. It is really, really good. Mm. Everyone in there is just... They know what they're fucking doing. They're playing their part beautifully. It's shot well. It's acted well. And it, it's just very enjoyable. So yeah, I can definitely like recommend The Stranger. Because mm. it's good. Um, watch The Incredibles 2. Which <laughs> was... Which oh was, yeah, yeah, I watched that with you. Yeah, yeah that was fine. It just felt like a rehash of the first movie. 
Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But I mean, I, I did. I, I probably would never watch it again. But you know, I didn't regret watching it. So yeah, yeah. it was it was totally fine. But it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's all I've really got to say about it because it's like it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was like it's yeah. like well, you could if you want to watch if you haven't watched either Incredibles, watch the first one. Watch and, the first one and just enjoy it because that is a really that. really good movie. Because that's that's more fun and original. There are some things I did like about the second one. I did one, like though. a lot of the bits. I I, I I really liked Void. I thought she was really sweet, mm. and I liked Brick. She was goals. <laughs> oh, I did like how a large portion of it was based around you know um, like. Mr. Incredible taking over, like, the home and... Because, yeah, because, like, Mrs. Incredible, she has to... Well, Elastigirl in this, she goes out and she's, like... Basically does the role of Mr. Incredible in The Incredibles 1. Yeah, and <laughs> he's getting, like, super angry because he wants to be the big hero and, like, he it's him, 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 and he doesn't want to be a dad because he's, like, bad at it and has no idea. And it's just basically, like... Guy who doesn't pay as much attention to his family as he should has to suddenly pay attention to his family instead of sitting there just, like, reminiscing about the glory days. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of like that because it does show quite a bit of growth. Yeah, it it's, lets it's the character cool. grow a lot. Um, yeah, and I think that, that, that was really cool. Um, I like how, like, Tony Ridinger doesn't look like he's on, like, an eight-day bender. <laughs> they changed him so he's, like, he looks like a human. But it's just like, mm, but yeah, honestly, yeah, like it's fine. But I would recommend watching the first one if you haven't watched either. Just, just stick with the first one. The second one is just the first one, but with, but not as but good. not as with with less clarity of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I have played a game. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's um, actually um, I'm thinking of taking it to Evo. Okay. Because I'm really good at this game. Mm. Uh, Bejeweled three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. I, 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 ages and ages ago, remember when Origin was like, we know we suck, we'll give you free games. I, got, I picked it up there. I would just like to say that if you're going to talk about Bejeweled in a podcast, you would best make the explanation you're about to give phenomenally good. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, I like Zen mode. And for, like, and, and if you are one of the like, Ten people on Earth who don't know what Bejeweled is. It's a gem matching game. It's a match three game. It's a match three game. And it's got like, you get like gem power ups depending. If, oh, you've combined four. You get an explosive gem that destroys every gem with, you know, like this radius. It, that kind of stuff. I like the Zen mode where it's basically just endless. And you can just sit there and just chill out and just match a bunch of gems. Now... What made this interesting to me is I was having a look around in the options and it has options for what they refer to as mantras. And under that option, they have a tick box for subliminal messaging. Are you going to activate and kill the prime minister? I was going to anyway. Well, okay. (laughs) It was literally, (laughs) yeah. But no, and like what it does is... If you put on, like, mantras, it's like, do you, like, you know, general or, like, like positive thinking, weight loss, quitting a habit, general positive, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. And I put it on, I was like, okay, that's really weird. So I put it on, not the subliminal ones, and, like, on the actual progress bar at the bottom, which is you fill up the progress bar and then it takes you to the next level, it comes up with things like you have inner resources and, like... Like, you can achieve your goal. Or or things like, 
You, your body and your brain do not define you. Are, are, are you are you joining a cult? I no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. It sounds I'm like you're joining a cult. It's a pretty culty. It gets better. I ticked the subliminal messaging one. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go positive thinking because sure, I've got to fucking try this. And I didn't notice anything, but I'm feeling a lot more positive. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Um, and it's like, I turned up the subliminal messaging visibility really high. And it's basically the, um, the, the square on screen where all the gems are being matched. Occasionally it will do like a... Like, oh, what's the effect where there's, like, a bit of text and it kind of explodes out into the camera and just keeps getting bigger? I'm not sure what you mean. Okay, so the, there's text on the screen, like, like it's small, but then it gets bigger and kind of... Oh, comes, just a zoom. Like, it, it, like, kind of zooms and then, like, fades away. Okay. Where it'll be, like, strong, secure, powerful, and, like, stuff like that. And They've just made a real-world version of Polybius. It gets better. <laughs> It also has breath modulation. So, you know, like in, in like yoga or meditation, breathing is a big part of it. So, you yeah. know, like very deep breaths. Mm. They have a breath modulation thing where if you tick it, you can turn on like screen visibility and you, you hear like. Uh, that's creepy. Yeah. And like you you can turn on visibility. So like there's like a um, a cloudy white vignette that kind of goes up the screen for breathing in and down for breathing out. So you basically, it tries to let you meditate while you're being subliminally messaged. But that's not the most interesting part. Do either of you know what binaural beats are? Uh, binaural beats? Yes. I have heard of the term, but I don't remember what it is. Drama map? No, I could try and guess, but I'd be wrong. No, that's okay. Um, binaural beats are basically you—you you have to use headphones. Yeah. And in your left ear, it will play a frequency of say 540 hertz, and in your right ear, it will play a frequency of say 520 hertz. And what that causes is an auditory illusion where your brain hears that and basically creates a third note out of both of them. Right. So you know when you're playing guitar and like you know when like say like you're like oh could you play an E? You know when both of them play at the same time how it feels like there's like a different like it has an odd tone to it. That's it. Mm. That's that's binaural like beats. So like what it does is it does that to because it has significant effects on the brain. Like it can. the thing is, it's very contested because this shit's pretty new and I don't know what it's doing in a game this old. And it's like, oh yeah, like it's contentious because it's like they do say that, oh yeah, it, it can enhance your like um, like your mental state. It can help reduce anxiety. It can help reduce nervous behavior. It can also induce seizures. And when I went to activate it, it gave me a safety information warning being like, yeah, this can give you hallucinations, drowsiness, um, and other health effects. If you know, if you experience any of these things, you have to stop immediately. This is like you know, make sure that you do want to, like, like have this activated, and that you know what you're getting into. And I was like, this is a match game. What? I am okay. I'm. I'm I, yeah. Right. I'm. Go- I'm going to be 100% like clear here. Okay. Mindfulness, meditation, very, breathing very... exercises, positive things. They are good for you to do, especially very. if you have uh, poor mental health and you want to try and get, you know, have have some way of getting on top of that. 
No issue with that. But 110%, you are being programmed as like a (laughs) sleeper cell. (laughs) I mean, or granted, it's Bejeweled, so it's EA. So they are definitely, they're programming you to buy Sims expansions. Well, I mean, I didn't need programming to do that. I was doing it anyway. I know, so it's a complete waste of EA's time and effort. But you are definitely being indoctrinated. Bejeweled is a tool of the government. You 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 might not know it, but you are in a cult. You have you have joined the cult of the match three. I mean, I've been uh, we've been new. I've been there for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I Seriously, just thought I played the with all this fuck. Fuck. Right? That's what I. It's like it was like I was, I've been having trouble sleeping, so I'm like up up. Oh, I wonder like, why? No, 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 no. It's because I've been up at like two eight to like two three a.m. and I've just been like. I'm just going to listen to a podcast and I'm going to like, I'm going to play something really simple. How about Bejeweled? And then I go into options to turn the sound off and I'm like, subliminal fucking what now? <laughs> Excuse, okay, I got to try this shit. This is fucking, this is banana pants, banana pants weird. Banana pants weird. It's making me talk bad. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but yeah, and I was just like, I have to fucking try this. And it was like oddly spooky. Because I was on my own in the flat in the middle of the fucking night being told that I have bountiful (laughs) inner resources and that I can achieve my goal. I am expecting one day you're going to be sitting there, you'll stare blankly off into the distance, shout, the sleeper has awoken, and and then then dive out the window. I mean, I do that every, like, Monday night anyway. Yeah, but you rarely reference Dune whilst doing it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, and I was just like... I have not seen anyone talk. Maybe they've been programmed from talking about it. Maybe that's the thing. It hasn't taken Maybe with I'm you. Maybe I'm going to die. Because, yeah, you've mentioned it now. You've said it online. They're going to dispatch, like... like the, the EA death squads have already been... I mean, they're, they're like sleeper cells as well. They've been yeah, activated there. Yeah. It's really... Someone listening to this podcast is probably a sleeper cell who's going to come and find me and kill me. Yeah. Cool. That's actually pretty rad. I mean, in it, I mean, I'm gonna be dead, so that's awful. But like, wow, it's it's you know what? It's just fun when something interesting happens to you. That's certainly one yeah, way to look at life. And also, you know, if Bejeweled makes me kill the prime minister, eh, yeah. I, was, I was probably gonna do it anyway. Now I've just got like a like a solid alibi as to why it's not my fault. <laughs> and okay, that's uh, why you spoke about it on the podcast. There we go. <laughs> Legally speaking, Snipe and Wib and the Misanthropod would like to state that the joke about killing the Prime Minister was just that, a joke. Drama Matt completely completely believes it, though. He's like, no, this is Much serious. like the Prime Minister, it was a joke. It was, yes, yes. It was a sad, sad joke. <laughs> anyway, you see, did, so you said at the beginning of that, I had to have a fucking good reason to talk about Bejeweled 3. Was that good enough? That was actually, yeah, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Being being fucking indoctrinated by a casual uh, game is... Yeah. Yeah. That was Jesus. not where I was expecting that to go, I'm going to be honest. Y- yeah. you, you fucking think. I was just like, like, literally, I was just like, okay, because when I'm tired, I tend to hallucinate. And I was like, I had to double check because I was like, is that, am I seriously seeing that? Or is my brain just being a fucking weirdo? No, that says subliminal messaging. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay. Yep. Let's get subliminally messaged from. Yep. <laughs> Fucking hell. So yeah, it's it's honestly it's kind of spooky. Yeah. It's mm, it's yeah. it's like this sounds like a bad creepy pasta. I was playing <laughs> Peggle the other day, and Bjorn was like, "You can achieve your goals," and I was like, "Cool, unicorn bro, thanks." And now I killed my family. 
Yeah. But on the plus side, I'm a pretty little unicorn or fucking whatever. Legit, I can't, I, I mean, I don't know, like, I, no one pays attention to Bejeweled in that kind of way, but I would le- I legit like to see if there is a Bejeweled 3 creepypasta because of this. I kind of want to write one, and it's just, I get a headache and go have a nap, and I'm like, have dreams about mm. the jewels, like, exploding it my is, house. It is weird, like, how close it comes to, like, the the myths around the... Um, like, Polybius Yeah, stuff. that's what yeah. I said earlier, like, about it's, like, a real-life uh, Polybius. Because if, if people at home don't know, uh, there's a phenomenal video by a channel called Ahoy about Polybius. Go watch it. It's yeah, Ahoy's videos good. are fantastic. Um, but uh, it's basically a video game that is that is, that was... M- Certainly not real, um, yeah, but it was it yeah. was like a. It's an urban legend. It's an urban legend of a game that was put there and was possibly put there by the government as a way as like a way of testing like mind control agents and subliminal messaging and, it, you know, people would play it and come away with a headache. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might have died because of it. You know, it's like it's it's like it disappeared because the Men in Black took the thing away after a certain <laughs> amount of time. It's you know it's it's, it's, it's like the Lavender Town like yeah, yeah. kind of urban legend. It's just that kind of games that fuck with you and yeah. and it's like. To actually see a game that's like, oh yeah, no, we'll subliminally message you. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a bit unreal. Is Bejeweled, it's a bit surreal. Is Bejeweled Three gonna be the Polybius of like 2050? <laughs> People <laughs> don't believe it was really released. I have it in my origin library. Fucking come oh, at like me. Origin's still gonna be around. Uh, yeah, fair. But yeah, I just thought that was really fucking weird that is, and very interesting. Yeah, yeah no, no. You, you win the podcast by having the weirdest topic. Yay! <laughs> yeah. What do I win? Uh, you win... Uh, having Ma- to say the fucking email. No, no, no. <laughs> you win Matthew asking us some questions from the emails, as well as Matthew being the one who has to say what the email Yay! address to send them into is. Thank you. <sighs> Drama butt, it's time for questions. Where? What is the email address people should send their subliminal messages to? The email address what they should send their subliminal messages to Yeah, what you said. onlydrummermat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. You are mighty. <laughs> I'm doing the subliminal messaging thing because I want our yeah. viewers to know that they're lovely. You're yes. well good. There you go. Seize the means of production. Uh, what are the questions we have, dear friend? Well, in the words of um, Swift, whatever his name is, the Swift unicorn wind. horse from Shiwa, topple unjust hierarchies. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking anarcho horse. I, <laughs> I know, he's the I best. Love, I love okay, so too. first up, Busbar86. Hello. Uh, first one is a personal question for Snipe. Oh, How okay. did you end up in the UK and has your accent softened? Um. Well, interesting true story. Um... I come from quite a long line of um, very, very talented, like military, uh, military, like tactically gifted people, um, and I am the last ancestor of them. Of of, of a very specific one, I won't name names. I'm not going to be like, uh, I'm not going to name drop. Um, so I was like, I decided that I wanted to take over the UK in this big mind. Um, like my control kind of experiment because I was trained um, in that kind of thing. So what I did is I, I, I encased myself in a silver sarcophagus of my ancestor, shipped myself to the Victoria Albert Museum, 
and um, basically waited until like the middle of the night and I, I snuck out. Um, I also bought a gigantic hotel referred to that was called the Monolith. I erased everyone's mind Snow. in the area. Yeah, Snow, you are in fact recounting the plot <laughs> of the film adaptation of The Shadow. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, her accent has got less over time. It is. It, it is my, less. My accent yes. has kind of like been watered down a bit, mainly because I moved over here when I was about ten years old, and um, the earlier you move, the harder it is to keep your original accent. I don't know what it is. If I'd come here in like my twenties, I probably still would have had a very strong. Because yeah. it was broader. Accent. It was broader when I first met you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just. This is one of those things. Um, so it has softened a bit. There are some people who can't tell or think I'm from like London, or there are some people who immediately go, they like they yeah. immediately clock me. Like my PT John, he was like, "That accent, you're from Australia," and I'm like, "Yes, thank you for being one of the first people this year to actually acknowledge that." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then like my other PT Bill, he just he didn't even notice. Mm. So it's like some people have an ear for it, some people don't. And the reason I came over is because my mother was English, and she was constantly bitching all the time, forever, all the time, about how Australia is too hot. Eh. I mean, she... I would say that that is actually, in, in in the scope of the things that she complained about, that is probably one of the most fair ones. Yeah, Although I mean, she, yeah. she basically said to my dad, and this might not make it in the podcast, but she said <laughs> to my dad that psychically... She saw that I would commit suicide at the age of 12 if um, we didn't move back to England. You have never told me that. You haven't? Oh. No. Shit. Oh, wow. Actually, no, it was about 14. Yeah. So, no. yeah, my mother was like, no, no. Like, she'll, she'll kill herself if we stay here. So we need to go back to England. And my dad was like, shit, okay. If, if ghosts have told you, I guess that's legit. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you inform me of new ways in which their utter fucking insanity <laughs> it still manages to shock me. Yeah. So that's what... Yeah, and she, she, she frequently reminded me of that because I was like, I'm sick of not having anything to eat. And she was like, well, you know, it's better than being dead. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's... Yeah. So I think I prefer my shadow one, but I mean, you know, let me know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, let's take the shadow backstory. backstory. Yeah, that's my that's my backstory. Uh, next question, please. Yeah. Okay, um, Buzzbar's next question. Oh wait, um, wait, wait! Uh, I just I just wanted to add in. Um, don't feel bad, Buzzbar, about my answer or like asking me that question. Don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad about it. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad or, or like guilty or sorry for me. I'm just, it just is what it's, it is. It's just what it is, and I I don't mind talking about it because it's good to talk about. Because like other people talking about it when I was in the horrible situation actually helped me quite a lot. So if I can hmm. help anyone, and I just think it's really good to be open and transparent about that kind of stuff if you feel you're able to, and I do. So please don't feel bad or anything like that. Just just wanted to get that out. There. No, that's fair. That's fair. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, the second question. Uh, what are the future plans for the podcast slash YouTube slash Twitch? Oh, we're going to have a big fuck on camera. <laughs> um, like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be on top. Drama Matt's going to be the delicious daddy meat in the middle. And Wib's going to be on the bottom. And we're, I'm just going to be like, hi there. And welcome to the 420th episode of the Misanthropod. Because we'll be like, like really old by then. 
and then like you know it like before the stream because this is going to be live streamed um obviously yeah Yeah, obviously what i'm going to do is i'm going to get some vix vapor rub because the shop probably won't have vaseline and just like just glob it all over our like wrinkly dying bodies (laughs) and just like slap like like damply slap against each other like like fish but we're going to be like undulating like like i'm like like wib and i assign waves and drama mats like this is starting to sound less like a sexual encounter and more like a performance <laughs> art piece well we're going to be doing that for the first approximately 43 minutes okay and then we yeah, then right. we're just going to be hard i might not last that long just that's okay you know what there especially will be, not at that age to be fair <laughs> like that's fine honestly we're going to we're going to be taking it like bit by bit no pun intended um, <laughs> inch by inch, inch by inch. That's what we're gonna do, and, and we're basically just gonna, yeah. We're it's like it's like snails fucking. So what, we're gonna bite each other's dicks off. No, not banana slugs. And I'm gonna be biting both of your dicks off. Okay. And then I'm gonna be like gluing them to my eyes, so, like you know when like you put the, the, the <laughs> okay, okay, the okay, okay, okay. 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 We've hit the point. We've, we've hit the point at which I'm gonna have to wrestle this podcast away from. You. <laughs> um, the real answer. <laughs> Uh, from the that bus. was the real answer. <laughs> it absolutely was not. The real answer is uh, currently uh, we have a lot of plans, but most of them are Vaseline related. Are ones that we don't really want to say right now because it we kinda, don't know them. No, because it kind of gives away <laughs> stuff. Like we obviously have um, continuing codex compliant. There's yeah. various bits and pieces we're going to be doing with that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, expanding its scope even more. Um, because, you know, it's obviously expanded from just being about rule books yeah. and we've brought in, you know, models and just oddities from the history of, of Games Workshop. And yeah. we're sort of, you know, ex- going to do some more expansion of that because it's honestly just writing about books all the time gets a bit dull. So having the other things. Yeah, um, no, like really shaking it up is really cool. So um, we do want to bring back Snipe and Whip Play in an altered format. Um, yeah, maybe like one a month, just kind of maybe a bit longer. Yeah, sort of. Uh, j- just well, just kind of to trial it first, see how it goes. Yeah, but... um, streams continue. Misanthropod will continue. Um, yeah, basically, what we're doing now, but occasionally slightly different and more. Yeah, um, very good answer, by the way. That wasn't weird. Or it w- it wasn't weird and wasn't just. It was ups- weird when you started. It wasn't upsettingly sexual. <laughs> Mine wasn't. It wasn't like okay. So there's like. I'm not even going to try and explain it to you because you obviously don't. You're willfully no. ignorant on the subject. Because like... you don't have an explanation I... for what you are. <laughs> that, ooh, that caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> <laughs> if I had pearls, I would clutch them. Oh my. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm... No, okay. no, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> to close out, um, it related to that last question, kind of, is the PO box opening at any point? Um, probably have to quarantine because it will. Um, yeah, fair. We don't want to put anyone in danger because if we open a PO box, that means that we're going to have to be going to the post office. The people who work there are going to have to be serving us anyway, so that's more people, and then more people will be going to the post office mm. to send us stuff, or like going out and getting us stuff mm. to send us stuff. And it's like, eh, wouldn't feel quite confident doing that. We'll right be now. doing it sometime after the um, once like, once all the insanity starts. Once I think out. I've started referring to it as the end times. Yeah, uh, once the end times has fucked off, then yeah, we'll definitely uh, do it. Once again. we're living in the age of Sigma. Yes, basically. That's, that's what well, happens after I the mean, end I time. hope I hope well, I mean I'm obviously gonna be a Stormcast. 
Um, but I hope you guys are. I as can well. fully make my transition into goblin. So, <laughs> that, and drummer Matt would probably be a goblin as well. I'd be a stormcast with the brain of a goblin, and drummer Matt would be the goblin <laughs> yeah. with the brain of a stormcast. Like we're mind swapping. Okay, sure. That's that's canon now. Yeah. 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 Next question. Yeah. And like, I'm so I... thick. I think both of you are my pauldrons, but you just sit there because I'm so big, and I, I I'm like a bus. I'm goblin like, bus. Gobbo go bus. Yeah. Goblin yeah. bus. Yeah. <laughs> Please draw that someone. <laughs> Uh, next up is uh, Robert, and this is a recommendation rather than a question. Okay. But So they've recently started watching a TV show on Netflix that they like to refer to as Bunny Game of Thrones. Is it Watership Down? Yes. Okay. There okay. is a new adaption of it, and I did not realise this. I oh, don't this like the... Watership Down. I don't want to watch Watership Down. Is this Down? the CGI one that came out a few years back? Um... It's the latest adaption. It's dark and gritty, but that doesn't narrow it down because Watch It Down is, oh my God, it's very, very upsetting. Yes. That should have been a kid's movie. I used to watch the... uh, I I mean, obviously, presumably it's books originally. Yeah, I think so. Um, But there was a cartoon adaption with John Hurt in, Mm. I want to say, the 80s. And it was horrific. And I used to... My gran used to have it on... Um, they they taped it off the telly. And it was one of the things we used to watch when we go around to her house at an alarmingly young age. And I think I still have occasionally have... I, I loved it, but it is dark and terrifying. And I think I still occasionally have nightmares about it. Oh, <laughs> dude. And also, I'm just going to say, your grandma sounds like she was psychologically conditioning you to not ever want to go to her house. <laughs> if I keep showing the little shit this thing, you won't come back. <laughs> Yeah. I kept going back to watch it, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was just like, how fucked up could I make this kid's psyche? But anyway, Robert says the newest adaption of it, whether that's the CGI one or not, I, I don't actually know. It's awesome, apparently, and it's on Netflix. Okay, okay I'll have to, like, brace yeah, myself. Yeah, I genu- genuinely did love the, the, the series. It's beautiful and amazing, and it has a message. Yep. <laughs> um, the message yeah. is, fuck, like, kids suck, so we should terrify the fuck out of them. They're bad. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Alien when I was like five. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. That destroyed mm. me. Yeah. I, I I had to be forced to watch it, to be fair. But it was just, yeah, I think I would have preferred Watership Down. Yeah. But even then, I don't want to watch it either because they're both scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good though. Um, I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> okay, next up, Edward. Hello. How would you celebrate a, a lock? How would you celebrate a birthday in lockdown? Since there's oh, okay. coming up relatively okay. soon. Okay, this this is something that you can do. You can order supplies on Amazon and stuff. So what I would do is I would get like two friends, and I'd probably get like a huge tub of Vaseline, and I'd make it so that we were live streaming, like maybe like live streaming like um, on Twitch or something, uh, okay, like nice okay, music, um, and then we'd stack. Okay, um, snipe now. <laughs> yeah. Aside from just very just putting... space efficient. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. putting aside the whole fact that this is just treading over the same ground that you did uh, a few minutes ago. The other point is that none of that adheres to social distancing rules. Well, if you live with two <laughs> other friends, if you have two roommates who are in, who are like interested, then and yeah. we can't assume that's the case because okay, most people you know aren't what? in that's that position. True. So that's it would true. be irresponsible to put that forth as your suggestion. Okay, fine. I guess I'll go for a really boring suggestion. Like I don't know, like if you if you like to have a drink or whatever, get yourself some cake or like booze in and just open up like a Zoom conference or a Skype conference with a bunch of friends and just hang out, maybe watch like 
like a movie or something you can all sync it to like so you're all watching the same thing or there's like watch together or there's stream sharing software um if if you all have the internet and program that's capable of doing that and just have a good evening yeah and then maybe at the end of it you suggest like maybe like two of them moving with you post okay okay fine (laughs) fucking fun police over here happy birthday edward Yes, yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a tub of Vaseline, let me know. I know a great place to go. I realise that before we got into these questions, I didn't ask how many there were because it has been a while since the last questions. <laughs> like, okay. Um, there is one, two, three more. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool. So it's not going to be going forever, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and they're all questions. So this one... Uh, this one is a question, so yeah, no, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> the normal questions, as opposed to the abnormal questions. Yeah. What, what um, constitutes an abnormal question for this question podcast? Any question I'm asked, which I'm me- so okay with. Like, ask me weird questions. I like it, or okay. really mundane ones, so I can just tell you the absolute and unadulterated truth. Yes. Okay. Next up, Midwin. I recently, I recently acquired a resin bust of a space wolf. Ooh. Oh yes, I think I know which one they're talking about. And I don't really know if the flat colour of the standard colour scheme would do the sculpt justice. So, I was thinking to use a good metalish silver and then paint a blue glaze over it. Does Wolf Lady Snipe approve of this? And if not, do you have any other painting suggestions? Hmm. I say you definitely use like a, a washed out blue if they have a wash like if they have a um contrast like that. There is a Space Wolf blue contrast, I believe. I don't know what it's called offhand. Mm, but no, this pleases me. Hmm. I personally think um, I, I, I think you can get a lot of tone out of, without using metallics. Um, yeah, you, you don't have to use metallics. Um, um, the, uh, it might be a bit easier for you if you don't. The, a, uh, the, a, more, a more kind of flat grey colour. Um, you can actually get a surprising amount of depth from that. Um, I, I'm you actually have to a, do like shading yeah. and stuff, um, but metallic also does work. Um, yeah, I, I've seen metallic versions of basically every like normally non-metallic chapter, and they do generally yeah. work out pretty yeah, well. It works. Uh, I haven't personally seen a space wolf one though, so I, I can't say known. how well it works. But yeah, if you if you do end up doing that or whatever, just at us on on Twitter with a picture because I'm very curious to see how that goes. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see how it ends. Yeah, up. definitely. Okie dokie, technicians arrow. I have a YouTube video suggestion. It's okay. on a channel called How to Drink, where the creator makes alcoholic drinks based on pop culture drinks. So the thing that made him think of this podcast and Snipe in particular was that um, he tries to be this this person who makes this channel tries to be as faithful faithful as possible to the source material, and recently made a Femrisian ale, which made made him th- made Sowell think of Snipe. Yeah, no, a lot of people have actually suggested this. It's like mead and absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which actually is pretty fucking spot on for Fenrisian ale. The only thing that makes it not fitting for Fenrisian ale is that it doesn't. It, it wouldn't kill a mortal to drink it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there are some liberties you have to. If you just had like a fucking like pint of antifreeze, it's like, hey, Fenrisian ale. I mean, pretty much. It's like, yeah. So I get it. No, but thank you very much for the suggestion. Um, they, they, they've also said that they would very much like to, um, if it's not too much trouble, to see you guys try it on a video. <laughs> okay. If, if if I can find anywhere that sells absinthe, because a lot of places don't sell it. Can be a little tricky to get hold of from what I remember. It is, because a lot of places don't have it because it's just more trouble than it's worth. A lot of like bars and stuff just won't have it. Mm. Mm. 
Because it's yeah, but isn't the that, proper stuff sub- like eighty odd percent or something? Yeah, and it fucks you up. I, yeah. I when I went to Prague um, with my college, there was a girl who just got drunk on like she just makes you hallucinate, doesn't it? Yeah, she was hallucinating, and she was sat there like, "Oz, oh, I'm scared," and I was like, "Yeah, you're fucking gonna be, you idiot." Let's go home. Yeah, it's got. It, it, if I remember rightly, it's quite heavily controlled because I, I've heard that this is a myth, but it was a widely known factoid. Factoid uh, is um, a fact that is incorrect. Yes, it is. It's, yeah, I just no, in case somebody didn't know. Yeah, uh, uh, a widely known factoid was that um, was that absinthe makes you go fucking blind if you drink too much of it. Mm-hmm. I but mean, to be fair, I think a lot of yeah. things. Like if you eat too much Vaseline. <laughs> Uh, but I've heard it's not actually true. Uh, don't it, it don't does... cite me as a source. I don't know what I'm talking about, about basically anything. I would say my only worry for that is that you don't drink hard liquor. Oh, no, it would fucking do. kill me if I drank it. I think a sip, <laughs> anything more than a sip would really just, dis- like, because it, it is out. Like, one of my first, like, times getting drunk was on absinthe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was, because, like... Uh, my friend Jenny, she had to sneak it out of her parents' house in a bottle of, like, Tropicana orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) So I was drinking, like, it was, like, half and half orange juice and absinthe. Oh, fucking Amber Valley, man. Hey, there is fucking, there is nothing else to do apart from get paid to kidnap sheep, which I actually considered once. Okay, Okay, you're gonna have to give context Okay, remember I told you about the guy I went to school with called Robin? Oh shit, yes. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> he was constantly we were all like fourteen, fifteen. He was constantly he was he was like total stoner and he was obsessed with the idea of having a sheep and keeping it in his garden shed and feeding it rice krispies. And he literally like he literally had money there to pay you if you would go and kidnap a sheep from a field and deliver <laughs> it to him. He asked me multiple times. Half the class were, like, interested in, like, the military. So that he was like, hey, you know how you guys are interested in the military? Well, um, you could do, like, a like 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 a, like a prison break thing on a sheep. And I could go put it in my, my, my garden shed and I could feed it Rice Krispies. Did this guy want to fuck the sheep? Yeah, no. I, yeah, I was going to no, ask that. No, no. <laughs> Honestly, no. He didn't. But he was, he was just super into the idea of having a sheep as a pet. And he would literally... I'm surprised no one took him up on it and just stole his money. I mean, you know what? This, he is, might this be, is private school. Like, he might fucking... be a fucking weird, possible sheep fucker, but at least he was willing to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Also, we had a teacher who was really gross, didn't bathe. Um, and did they fuck sheep? She probably did, okay. yeah. Um, that would explain, like, you know, her kids. Ah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and he would, like, he had a emotional support beanbag. That he That's a weird thing to call you testicles. Really, yeah. He was a weird dude. Um, and he would throw that on the roof and then get upset. Like, like okay, like elephant in the room. Um, this guy was compass mantis. He didn't have any special needs. He was just a very strange individual. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because he smoked weed all the time. Oh, so, so his he'd brain gone, was a bit, spicy. a bit wrong. Yeah. And then like he'd be like, oh no, my bean bag. I think he called it something like Punjab. Or something, because right. he just liked the way the word sounded, and I'm like, yeah, it is a fun word. So like, it was just this big, like, it was this big rectangular beanbag with the word Punjab written on it, and he'd just shout Punjab and throw it, 
And he threw it at this teacher, and then like when she was like, "Oh, I'm just getting so angry at you, Robin," he just he just started, he just went Conan, and then every time she entered the room, he would scream the word Conan. Why? Because <laughs> she was talking out. I don't know. Do you think? Okay, I have known like two people like this in my entire life. No sense. Because I told you about the other guy I went to college with who disappeared, and we thought he was legitimately dead, and we still don't know if he's alive. <laughs> When I make comments about how the Amber Valley is a weird place, mm. like, I don't think some people appreciate I don't know. I how feel like fucking I'm, weird it can I be. I feel like I'm, even as far as, like, the Amber Valley stories go, I still feel mine are weirder. You, you, you do have a, you have had a knack in your life of encountering some bizarre people. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fucking weirdest people, and you're only related to some of them. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's weird. But yeah, no. I, I honestly, I don't know if, if Roggers is even alive now. <laughs> pull, he, pull one out for Roggers. Pull one out for Roggers. God, he was a fucking weird... He was like, you know how... He probably got killed trying to steal a sheep. <laughs> no, that, that's Robin. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's probably got someone else killed trying to steal him a sheep. I wonder if he's like a farmer now. <laughs> he, he got the... the uh, hang on. Robin and Roggers. Yeah, Roggers, no. yeah. Okay. Was Robin, the Robin, Robin paid Roggers to go and steal a sleep and the, and, the, and the farmer got him. No, 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 no. Okay, so at my culty private school, there was Robin who wanted the sheep. Right. Then, like, one day he just stopped showing up to class and we were like, I guess he's moved away. That's fine. Then when I got to college, we had a guy called Roggers in there who was like, he was a mature student who was like 25, but he looked about 16 he would talk to you, his eyes would be freaking the fuck out everywhere, and then, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, so, so, yeah, I went out, and I was like, I was like, oh, I got on the bus, and then, then he'd stop, and then he'd start beatboxing. Okay. And then he'd, like, and he knew the lyrics to every song on the radio. New releases, everything. He knew them all. And then, like, and then, like, after him being in our, our college class for, like, a year, he just stopped showing up, and we all thought he was dead in a ditch. Because he did so many drugs. He would literally, like, be like, I woke up in Doncaster. <laughs> I swear to fucking I had, God. I, I had one of my legs and my boxes shoved up my ass. <laughs> like, that's what would... Like, the weird stuff that would happen. I, I swear to God, you every educational place you went as a kid was full of fucking cryptids. It was literally... It feels like my, my fucking adolescence was like a Just for Laughs sketch that they didn't stop. They all, just... I want, all I want to ask is that is Roggers was his actual name just Roger, but he was no, yeah, militant. He... he was militant on it being a gif and not a gif, and he had to therefore change his name. <laughs> you know, I honestly think if you said that to him, he would fucking pass out <laughs> if he's even alive. But yeah, no, I think the thing is, I don't think even some of the lecturers knew his proper name. Like oh, even the lecturers yeah. called him Roggers. There are, there are those, like, college is a weird time because it's, like, so much less, like, if you know, college is, like, a thing in the, in, like, It's, like, pre-university. It's, it's you, need, you need to go to college if you want to go to university, usually. It, it's sort of an in-between, between, between, uh, between like, um, 
your high school and university. It's a middle thing. Yeah. And that lasts for a couple of years. And because it's like so much because it's so much less formalized, Mm -hmm. you encounter all of these bizarre people that you actually cannot fathom how they function outside of like your scope of influence. You know those people when you meet them and they're like, you wear the exact same clothes every day and you have these interests that are so specific and niche and you never talk about anything else. I can't imagine you like going to Sainsbury's and buying like Speaking of Sainsbury's, I literally saw a guy. Do you remember that guy my dad brought home one day who was like, who complained to my father in private because my mother had like pants out on the line and she was just being a slut? You have told me this story. We're learning a lot about your backstory. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a very backstory heavy episode. So, like, I was in Sainsbury's today getting some shopping and there was a guy in there who acted exactly like him. Like, I, um,. I was going down an aisle and it was just him at the end and me at the other end. And I was like, oh, so I, I moved to the side. So I gave him a wide berth and he kind of like looked at me, started walking really quite swiftly. And then literally as he got to, like, like uh, parallel with me, he broke into a fucking run and ran away. <laughs> and I was like, no, honey, you just encountered a shoplifter and you caught <laughs> you, you kind of caught, he thought, you thought, you thought you caught him. Trust me, I know shoplifters. That was not one of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But he was wearing like this fucking like, he was wearing like all waterproofs and like a really old Gellert backpack, you know, like exactly like the other guy used to dress. And I was just like, oh my God, is that like a family member or something? <laughs> yeah, they have genetic raincoats. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so that was weird. But Ask like, the next question yeah. so, that, so that we don't get okay. more buried into okay, snipes. Okay, so getting back to Sowell's YouTube recommendations, which I have no idea how he got off from, but okay. Um, <laughs> one more suggestion for Wib is a YouTube channel called Two Bricks, where the main series is, is someone building lots of Lego micro-scale Star Wars ships all at the same scale. Uh, I th- I don't think I've seen that series, but I am sure I have seen that creator before. Uh Yes, um, but thank you. <laughs> okay, and then very last up, Dark Angels Fallen. They have sent a list of books and music and game recommendations, which I think, considering we've been going for more than two hours at this point, I might tell you offline. But one of them I was going to mention is uh, they've they've recommended the book um, The Long Earth by Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter. Hmm. I've have heard it's good. You yes. read that, Web? I feel I like ha- it's something. I have not. I've not actually read that many outside of the Discord books, barring uh, Wings, Truckers and Diggers and Good Omens. Mm. Okay. Yeah, um, it's, I've read the first, the Good Earth, oh, no, the Long Earth, the first book, and it's really good. But there's, there's a series, I think there's like five of them or something, mm. and I've someone mentioned or I heard somewhere that the books aren't as good after the first one so I've just never got round to even trying and I really <laughs> should because the first one's really good it's about sort of there's there's alternate sort of dimensions but they're all in steps so you can like step up or down a dimension or a universe or whatever from us into like a sort of parallel world-ish and then you can kind of keep jumping away and then you have to make the jump to get back again sort of thing yeah um yeah, it's. I remember it being really, really good, and then I just didn't read any more of the series. But yeah, mm. it's a sort of you know Terry Pratchett plus sci-fi. It's yeah, I just street. it's just in you know a lot of his um, outside of the Discworld stuff is um, in like the long list of, of get through them. It's like I've got um, yeah, yeah. In, in like in my immediate sort of thing. I've got um, 
a copy of Dodger that I haven't read yet, you know. Mm. Like it's <laughs> there he, he wrote a lot of books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. <sighs> okay, that is us done. Oh, is that, that is that is the question. That is the questions. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, uh, thank you everyone for listening then, uh, and thank you everyone who sent in questions. If you, you want to send in a question for us to answer in the next podcast, then send it to onlydramamat at snipeandwhip at gmail dot com. The email you just address. Trick yourself into reading out the email address. Yeah, I think it's because I won the podcast, so he's being nice. Okay, yeah. I, I just did it because I, I didn't want to put either of you on the spot again. Thank you. I was, That's being, very I, was, nice. I was trying to be nice. Thank you. You um, were, and I love how we were immediately suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> you, you thought it was a, you thought it was a bit. It's, it's, a, it's a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, if so, yeah. Send in send in questions out, and we'll answer them in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got anything else that we want to mention before we say goodbye? Hmm. Mm. Nah, go have a nap. You're probably tired. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so... Did you mean that Snipe should have a nap, or that the viewer, listener, whatever, should have a nap? The listener and or viewer. Okay, um, be kind to yourself, and you have Drummer Daddy's permission to have a nap. And (laughs) and if you flaunt that, he might spank you. (laughs) Well, I don't know what point Right in to only drama at (laughs) Snipe and Web at gmail.com if you want to run out to spank you feel free to ask why this podcast has eight endings <laughs> okay bye no answer you get will be satisfying okay go away now bye bye <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs>